KSVG's Game Tech, the show where we talk about all things K's, P's, flops. We're here for that. I know it's been a while. Um, there's just been a lot of things going on in the world that have delayed this episode. It was supposed to be recorded last, I want to say two weeks ago. Yeah, it's And my then, fault. Uh, you know. Life happens. Donnie works in emergency management. So, you know, when stuff happens, Donnie is there on the front lines. But we're here with you now. We brought a friend along and Mr. Sean Capri, friend of the network. And uh, we're here to talk. He's like PSVG, like step family. I'm moving in. You know, it's like um, (laughs) it's like our dad had this kid before he met our mom. So like every other weekend, Sean Capri drops in. Right, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's yeah. how I, well, that and um, I'm I'm just kind of I'm squatting a little bit, and every once in a while, I'll be like, just if I if I if I show up every once in a while, then when it becomes permanent, it won't be so weird. Like it won't be quite so. We abrupt. won't even announce it. Exactly, it starts showing up more often. It might have already happened. Right. What do you mean? This Sean, he's, he's new here. He's always been here. What are you talking exactly. about? It's kind of true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's mostly true. I'm so glad to be here, guys. I'm abs- I absolutely love this show. I'm so excited to talk only about Stadia, Google Stadia, Stadia. nothing else. This is the Stadia show, I right? Mean, it's amazing. Stadia is, is is the greatest thing. I'm just kidding. I think this this is so smart that you guys created this show. I haven't been. I don't think I've been able to tell it to you to your face or whatnot. Um, but I think it's so smart. This show is awesome. I love this stuff. I used to work at Canadian Best Buy, which we actually had Best Buy as well. But we have, still mm-hmm. have it. But they also they. Best Buy came in and bought a, a store called Future Shop, a retail chain yep, called Future Shop, I and I worked that. there. And I would talk shop all the time. I'd go over to the computer department, talk to those guys about stuff. I'd go over to Car Audio, talk to those guys about stuff. So this reminds me of that. Like I spent, I, I think, probably six or seven years working at Future Shop, and it was just all talk shop. I loved it. We were talking like Blu-ray versus HD DVD arguments, oh, like all the forums on that stuff. Oh, you guys. So... I love listening to the show. So thanks for having me on this morning. Absolutely, man. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And just, you know, it's always good to talk shop with a uh, former Best Buy employee because yeah, I man. also worked for Best Buy for about 10 years. It's so. like I'm the only yeah, person that sure. didn't work at Best Buy. Why not? It's true. <laughs> the funny I mean, thing Kevin, is, Kevin, Josh, was it Haley? Did you Nate. Say, Nate. I don't think Haley did. For, uh, for doing podcasting, I think. <laughs> Feels like everybody, yeah. It's, it is kind of a prerequisite. Everybody got into got into Best Buy. I never worked at Best Buy. I worked at GameStop for, for two mm-hmm. stints, but no, never Best Buy. I've, we've had a couple of GameStop employees. I know Mo worked at GameStop. I feel like there was somebody else who also did. Yeah, my Maybe wife worked at, at EB Games back mm-hmm. in the day, too. So we're, we got it all covered, man. I loved it, man. The funny thing is you had Future Shop and you had Best Buy. They had the exact same like onboarding experience. So a friend of mine, we both like passed the online test you have to take. And then you get into the interview kind of thing. And our third mm-hmm. friend, the third guy, he failed it. <laughs> and then he oh, went no. over, but he wanted to work in that kind of environment. So we went over to bestbuy.ca, did the exact same thing, realized where he had failed the test. And he went on to have actually an incredible career at Best Buy. Like they took him to that like national or international conference thing that they had like in florida they brought all the employees over and they mm. talked to them about like monster cable and they sold them all these like they gave them all these packages and uh, yeah. Like a great career. yeah yes he had a great career with best buy actually so. yeah i got to go to achievers one year it was actually a cruise in florida it was kind of awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i was just like i remember like seeing the commercials for Best Buy and going into the places, I was like, I want to work here. This is right. all the things I love. I need that blue polo. 
Mm-hmm. I keep them saying, <laughs> turn on the fun. <laughs> but yeah, we glad we're glad you enjoy the show. It, it seems like it has definitely sparked something over in our Discord. We've seen a huge uptick in just the engagement in PC Masterface. Our game tech rooms, we've got people that are in there building PCs. We've got people buying headsets. Um, Just everybody seems to be really hype about tech and enjoying it and talking about it. So we're glad that we transitioned the show from Stadia Talk to just tech. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely seemed to engage our audience a bit more. And we just love talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. So this has been fantastic. I'm just going to pour one out right now for for Jared, who was our third chair who is just not here hasn't been for a while uh, we miss you jared if you're listening to that listening uh just come check in with us man yeah man um and with that we've we've uh managed to get donnie to buy lots of things Sorry. which is always <laughs> fun new segment <laughs> so you, you've got a new keyboard you got a new mouse you got a new boom arm donnie how's all that stuff working out for you um uh, the boom took some time getting used to uh, at one point, I had it like in reverse, where it was like coming down in front of the camera, mm-hmm. and now I have it coming from below the camera. Um, it still feels weird, kinda. I don't know. I've just I've talked to my microphone on my desk. It's like I can <laughs> I can raise my chair for like the first time in a long time. You know, I don't need to be so level with the desk anymore. Um, but it's okay. I do like the fact that you don't hear as much like rumbling and tumbling on the desk as I'm, you know, lifting my coffee cup or hitting the keyboard or anything like that. So I don't know. Take some getting used to it. It it definitely impressed, um, you know, like my daily zoom call with the county leadership. Um, they're all joking, you know, um, because the jokes that I've been making this entire time is how nobody has like a good webcam at home and let alone a microphone, like microphone, right. That's asking way too much, but even webcams, like everybody's on these crabby webcams and, or their phones and uh, right. they go live to me to do a presentation and I've got this boom and I've got this mic and it's kind of thing. And like all of a sudden they hear me differently for the very first time. They're like, Oh my God, Donnie, look, look at the sound of your voice. You sound like, like a radio person. And, and, you know, and then they're like, it's just the microphone. He didn't sound like that in real time, in real life. We all got <laughs> microphones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's been very fun in that regard. Cause I keep telling them all, I've told them for years, I could do everything I need, everything I do at work. I could do from home mm-hmm. 100%. And, yeah. uh, and I have been for the past couple of months. So they're <laughs> looking at me and I'm like, I'm super prepared for this. <laughs> like I've ever met everybody on the call. I'm most prepared for all of this. What boom did you get? Did you get like, I got like this kind of thing that actually looks like it was taken off of like a desk lamp, but I think there's like fancier ones mm, out there. I don't remember. Like it's got all the springs and everything. It's kind of, it's like, it's like a mine, $15 boom. Oh, mine was like $50 and that was yeah. a little bit further than I wanted to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas and Devin picked it up for me. It's just like a mechanical arm. It does have like these little plastic pieces that you can run the mic cord through. Oh, that's nice. Uh, they keep popping off. Oh no! Yeah, I feel like I need to tape them to duct it or tape. something. Yeah, because they keep popping the off. Don't use duct tape. Don't use tape. <laughs> use velcro strips, people. Right, but you velcro can't velcro strip. strip this down. It like sits inside the channel. There's nowhere to put the velcro strip inside. around. Around. Oh, the I mean, oh, like, like yeah. I got you. Like okay. a zip tie. Like yeah, a yeah. Velcro I'm, I'm, zip I'm tracking tie. now. Mm-hmm. I might have to do something like that. Those are nice because they keep popping off. But um, because I keep, I keep flexing it. Right, I keep yeah, moving right. it back and forth to kind of get it out of the way, um, but it's been okay. I'm more excited about my mouse and keyboard. Um, 
I got this Lodge pad. I'll show it to everybody. Put it on the camera here. So mm-hmm. it's an ergonomic keyboard, but the thing about it that's going to be hard to show you guys from, I guess, from the angle is you see these giant like lifts at the bottom. The yeah. keyboard is literally designed to sit on your desk like this versus what I think a lot of people are accustomed to mm-hmm. something like this. And the reason I bought this keyboard is um, for the past couple of years, I have, um, I don't know, contracted, developed, created cubital tunnel in my hand. Yeah. And uh, it's mm-hmm. just from ongoing typing. And it's uh, for those that don't know, uh, so everybody knows carpal tunnel runs along the top, right? Everybody's heard of that. And it's usually from when you're pressing your wrist in, you get pain that runs from usually like your knuckles mm-hmm. to the top of your forearm. Cubital tunnel is literally the opposite. So it's just underneath the arm. Mm-hmm. So um, I run from the peaking, like the pinky here and the base of the thumb through the elbow. And this is the cubital tunnel that that nerve gets pressed on. So at times I'll have a lot of pain through here, if not complete numbness. Like my arm will yeah. just start tingling. It'll be my like arms is going numb as you're describing this. Like I'm actually feeling your pain right now. I'm like I've got this exercise my chiropractor game where I got to kind of like flex my arm a little bit. So I'm yeah. just doing that. You do like yeah, flossing like, is what they call it. That's what can, they call it. Yes, my, yeah. my wife also has cubital tunnel, and I think I'm developing it as well. And she's like, you got to okay. floss the nerve. You, you got to floss the nerve. nerve. That's exactly. We are right. old men. That's We're, right. That's we'll right. We're all doing flossing exercises. Um, I've been searching for a keyboard that I could type, that I could continue to type on. So I, I've gone to the doctor. Um, I, I won't I won't go on a long tangent here with medical stuff because nobody wants to care about it. But it was very, very funny. The first time I went to the doctor and they actually like, were like, yeah, you have cubital tunnel. They tried to prescribe me a month without typing. They're like, yeah. first and foremost, they were like, here's some pain relievers. And you need to t- stop typing, stop using your hands for a month. And I just like laughed. I was like, "There's no way!" Like my entire Who could you actually do that too. My entire world is typing. All of it, work, hobbies, everything. Hands. Exactly. So, um, and then that is another part of it. It's not just typing. Like I can't. Um, I mean, to 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 plead with your sympathy. Like I can't run like a weeded or a lawnmower. Like anything like that will, like instantly. I can't. Like I, it's to the point now where I can't even. Like I don't think I could like ride a motorcycle or anything if I wanted to anymore. Cause like if I'm, wow. if I'm ever like squeezing anything, you know, like intently, it just <clears> immediately <throat> starts to hurt. So, uh, I found this keyboard after doing lots and lots of, uh, searching online after lots and lots of criticism and shaming from Devin and the group over game tech with my old keyboard. I kept taking pictures of my desktop with my new monitor and I got the so mouse bad. pad with the neon so bad. And everybody just kept saying, Donnie, that keyboard is awful. It's got to go. <laughs> What was wrong with the keyboard? I it was just think. a regular oh basic keyboard. I'll send you the tweet where Jared completely shamed him, which was the last draw. Okay. Okay. So hey, you light on. I'm surprised you're not you're still not getting shamed because I didn't see any like RGB on that keyboard. Oh, but we got him the RGB mouse pad, like the whole desk pad with oh, RGB snap. around it. Yeah. So because that was exactly what they all said. They were like, you need this, you know, glow up keyboard. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. I mean, I appreciate it, but like none of that's going to help my hands from stop hurting, like hitting the keyboard. So I found this one and um, I have to tell you, Dev, uh, if you ever get a chance to let your wife try one, it's been kind of revolutionary. Um, I felt like an immediate impact, like day two of typing on it. Yeah. It took a minute to get used to because the keys are split. But once you get used to it, you know, you get used to it. Um, everything I love about it, except for the pad that your that your wrists rest on, mm-hmm. um, it's sometimes after you know my job i can be typing here for hours at a time 
10, yeah. 10 hours at a time sometimes. Um, <laughs> after a couple hours, it feels like hot or like almost not like abrasive. I don't know the right, right word, but I'll start to mm-hmm. feel it like on my palms. I'm like, man, it's like starting to rub or I feel like, you know, almost like it's not as severe as like cutting or like a blister, but it's definitely like, you know, inflammatory. So I have mm. like layered like a microfiber towel across it. And I'm thinking about like getting like some sort of like stick on gel or something to kind of just soften a bit. Um, but that's only in long, long sessions typing. You know, if I'm sitting here and I hit a, you know, something for about an hour or so, I'm fine. But if I go three hours, I definitely start to feel it. I even noticed it because mm. uh, I was like rubbing my wrist at dinner because it felt like, like it was burning. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like did I burn you know, my you know, hand? You know, you play Nintendo consoles for too long, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you take a break?" Like yes. that's what this that's what this is doing for you. Just like, "Hey, maybe it's time to go outside for a little while." Hey, you went outside today. You get some sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like <laughs> last weekend, I worked around the clock. Really, I put in, yeah. I put in seventy five hours in about three and a half days of of actual real work, not like staring at my computer, like following along. I'm talking office space, like real actual work and um i don't think i could have done it without the keyboard so i appreciate the shaming and uh, i do like my little <laughs> setup um i was playing far cry 5 earlier this month before everything kind of went bad and i tell you man mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing it on the 2k ultra wide monitor it looks incredible with all the sunshine and everything and i took those beautiful pictures i i even cleaned my desk just to take the picture i was like oh man it's so good let me move this out of the way let me get my my radio off the table everything take the picture with like the matching rgb from the mouse pad and all that so yeah. uh, it's been a lot of fun man you you are just living my dream basically it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i get to just keep making you get stuff it's great mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate the upgrades. And I mean, I heard Sean talking about this with Bobby already. So I know Sean's played a little bit, but like I've been buying more stuff since all of this has started. Like buying stuff has become like something that I can still do. Mm -hmm. So like I'm buying Mm -hmm. stuff even if I don't need it. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not like spending like gobs of money on things, but like I'm refreshing stuff like left and right. Like everything that I'm looking at. and, And, you know, it's not just buying stuff like I've cleaned everything. I've mm-hmm. reorganized everything with <laughs> every closet. Like I'm going, I'm, you know, I've rewired everything. It's like, Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. just, I've moved it's everything cathartic. around. Like all of my consoles have moved. Like everything I am. I'm constantly. Yeah. This whole time being stuck here, I've done all of that. So mm-hmm. I just look at this as like a natural progression of this. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> okay. So let's get into a little bit of news. So first up, we're going to talk about that wonderful platform Stadia. Mm, played it yesterday. <laughs> it's made some pretty nice strides. Um, they're getting a lot more games. They had their save point in May where they added they, they added six games to Pro um, for June. Um, so right now there's 12 games currently in its existing collection for Pro Gamers. Lots of new games. They're getting a ton of stuff coming to the service. Uh, they've actually added 1440p resolution to Chrome. So if you're playing on your browser or whatnot, you actually can get better than 1080p if you're a pro subscriber. Um, still, not everything runs in a full 4K, but they're getting closer. They're making they're making the strides um, that we were hoping to see like earlier. Um, but at least you know they're not just resting on their laurels. They're constantly pushing the platform forward. 
um, which is really, really good. I mean, just a couple of the games that are in the collection, they got the Player Unknown's Battleground, PUBG. They've still got Destiny 2, they've got Grid, Serious Sam Collection, Splitlings, Stacks on Stacks, um, Zombie War, Zombie, uh, Steamworld High, Zombie Army 4, Dead War, uh, Turing Test, Guild. So they're, they're getting stuff. And you're constantly having new games coming to the service or whatnot. So it's really nice to see them making strides. And I know that the people who are big on Stadia, like they're just constantly, you know, getting refreshes and stuff. And it's, it's making them really happy. Yeah. I haven't dabbled as much with Stadia. I did try to check out the 1440p resolution on the browser. Um, it's not doing a whole lot to move the needle for me personally, but it is good to see that they are continually working on this platform to try to get it to be bigger mm-hmm. and just more recognized. Um, you said you had played a little bit of Stadia recently, Donnie. How's your experience been with it as of late? It's been pretty good. You know, I went on um, I went on with Chase a couple of weeks ago, like right before all the protests and stuff started going on. I, I went and I had like a wonderful morning with Chase. We did a three hours, I think, of just hanging wow. out talking Stadia. Like we did like a pre-show and then a show and then a post-show. It was all live. Um, so for those of you that um, are looking for more Stadia content, definitely get over there and check out Stadia Talks. He's on YouTube. He's got guests. He does every week, almost like every day. He's got to show up. Um, he's often frequent in our Discord. Uh, everybody knows him. He's great. And I went yeah. over there and talked to him. And we had a great conversation, you know, because I think in, at least in our Discord, in our perspective, he, he's he's definitely known as like the, the Stadia diehard. Like he's all on board. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody knows my journey with Stadia from announcement through release and how different you know, my path went. And um, I always think that he and I find a great common ground, or at least like a willingness to talk to each other about different, you know, views. Um, we went through all the reasons that I've, you know, have, was excited about Stadia and then fell off of Stadia and kind of where I've come from. And I got to tell you, you know, they gave us the, the, was it three months, right? Or two months? Two months. Two months. Mm-hmm. They gave us the two months, which I enacted. And uh, it's been good. I'm not even going to lie. I've played it uh, on a few occasions. I still haven't sat down and like beat anything. Right. But on mm-hmm. four or five different occasions, I have sat down. Um, I've moved my, my Chromecast around the house as well as a part of like this whole rewiring project. So I'm actually playing Stadia uh, a floor away from my router, not plugged into anything, just completely Wi-Fi, And I have no problems to report. My son has been playing PUBG on Stadia quite a bit. It plays like PUBG. I think it looks really good. And uh, for, for PUBG, I'm saying that respectively um, and no issues. It's like playing it on a console and fun playing. I played a little Tomb Raider yesterday. I jumped in for about an hour and a half just because I wanted to check out the new stuff before my subscription ends. I'm not going to renew my subscription, mm-hmm. um, but I played Power Rangers and I played uh, Panzer Dragoon and things like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's games. It plays games. I mean, it's kind of what they said it was supposed to be. I don't think it's right. technically the the Marvel that we were hoping for. I don't think it, it matches up one to one, but I also don't think it's, you know, it's definitely not, you know, it's not switch trying to run the outer worlds, right? It's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a console quality version of a video game. It's perfectly fine place to play. My issue remains. Yeah. And I think it's all of our issues, to be honest with you. I think it's anybody who already is a consumer of video games is the games that they have you either are not interested in or you already have. And if they even have one that you are going to be interested in, you're more likely going to buy it somewhere else. And that's that remains my issue with it. My only issue is yeah. the value proposition. Like for somebody that doesn't have games, it is an incredible option. 
for somebody that does have games, what's the reason for making me play there to really adopt it, to play it more than just because I have it and they gave it to me for free and I booted up like they gave it to me for free and I still haven't beat a game on it. You know, it's like, yeah, that's it. Right. And, and you know, I, I checked out, I was the other one moving out, you know, and, and it, I love what they've done with pro. I don't know if they can keep up with that pace, but I mean, it seems more like at least it seems that they're trying to portray pro as kind of a game pass like subscription. It definitely had Mm -hmm. the feel these two months as being more like an Apple arcade and less like a games with gold because of the amount of announcements that they've had. Also, I haven't noticed many games leaving Right. Like when we yeah, first when, when we had our first game that left, it was like, OK, this is games with gold. You have two games a month, then they'll leave. Right. And you have to keep subscribing to keep building your library since then. And I'm sure a game or two has left, but that's the issue. I mean, that's the thing. Only a game or two has left all of the games that I've claimed for like the last four months. They're all still there. Claimable. I yeah, even realized yeah. one the other day that I didn't claim. From like three months ago, still there, just claimed it. It was like, yeah, you can claim it. I was like, I guess I might as well before my subscription ends. Um, So it's turning more into that service. And that's the interesting part, because Mm -hmm. I think if they can give you Game Pass for $10 a month that you can play anywhere, now all of a sudden it becomes a thing that I'm willing to pay for just to have in case I want to play it versus Mm -hmm, willing to invest in and make it my own ecosystem. I don't know about you guys, so I'll turn it back to you, but I find it hard to want to play games somewhere that I'm, that I'm currently not sold on investing into, you know, it's like, why am I going to play a game here or pay for a game here when all of my achievements or friends or anything else that you want to tie to is over here. Mm -hmm. Right. And as long, and I think until they give me that value for doing it, you know, I think it's gonna be hard. And I'm thinking like, uh, what if they added like a Madden to pro like, there's a value proposition for me there. It's like, well, I can play Madden from my Chromebook from anywhere at any time. And Madden is such a fun game to just pick up and play. Like all of a sudden there's value, you know, there's something mm-hmm, I can yeah. do with Stadia. I can't do elsewhere. So I, you know, that, that, that's what appeals to me. That's what I'm looking for from Stadia. I mean, yeah. you Google, Google kind of, uh, I mean, they spy on us all the time. So anytime that you've got like a 30 gigabyte download or update coming in from call of duty, they should have like a pop up or some sort of like they need, they need to catch you at that time when <laughs> console gaming is at its worst, right? Mm-hmm. When that Hit you with an email, mm-hmm. and and you like click this button and you're playing Assassin's Creed, yeah, right? Like those right. all those promises of of Stadia, which I had a pre order and I canceled it. Like I was all on. I'm like I don't know why everybody's crapping all over this. This looks great. And then I think it you know it launched in the way it did. And I was I was happy to have have canceled and I simplified my life without having an extra kind of platform. But at a certain point, kind of what you're describing, Donnie, I think is like there is going to be a tipping point where it's almost you cannot ignore it. Like there will be a point where mm-hmm. there's so many games and it's just kind of like, why wouldn't I? And where the the streaming seems like it's working really well, as, as you kind of say. So it's like it's going to be so convenient that you'll almost accidentally start playing games on. It. I think that's what Google's angle is here is that you'll just be like surfing the Web or you're on your maybe we're talking about something right now. And then you go, you know, we could play on, on Stadia right now and just click yeah, it over. True. Right, like we, the thing that I was saying leading into it was like with when Google launched into the play services, like they were late, right? Amazon had already done it, Mm -hmm. Um, iTunes had already done it. They started giving away free movies that you could own. They're like, hey, just add Mm -hmm. this, add this movie to your library. And I did. And I didn't buy a movie when Google Play 
for like two years. All of a yeah. sudden, I logged into Google Play, and I had 20 or 30 movies there. And I was like, well, I guess if I'm going to buy a movie tonight, you know, this was before Movies Anywhere. Like, it, it eventually just started to be like, well, I guess I'll just add to this collection I'm already growing. There's a yeah. part of yeah. it that's starting to wonder, like, when does that start? Yeah. When do they just go like, hey, uh, you know, Steam World Dig is just free. Just go add it to your library. You play it for free right now. You don't even have to subscribe to Pro. Just play the game. Yep. And they just start finding deals like that. And all of a sudden, one day, yeah, you wake up two years from now and you've got 15, 20 games over there. And maybe mm -hmm. you start thinking about, well, should I just subscribe? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what xCloud is, except you don't claim the games to own. So, like, they've got, like, what do they got, like 100 games or something over mm -hmm. there? Yep. It's crazy. Tons. And the streaming yeah. is fantastic. You know, Dev, uh, we've talked about this in the Discord. I, 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 I popped on the PlayStation Now subscription or the free trial last week. And uh, it was, I think it was the week before last at this point. I think last week I wanted to talk about it. So it was the week before. And mm -hmm. the streaming's just not, they're not close. They're not close yeah. to each other. Mm -hmm. I tried PlayStation Now when it launched, I think, on Vita. I remember it was on Vita. That's when I played mm -hmm. it. So it was a while ago. And at the time, I was like, I'm not going to play games like this, but this is cool for my Vita, right? Like, I can play, you know, console-type games. But I knew yeah. it wasn't how I wanted to play it. Having seen, like, what they're doing to kind of become, like, a game pass and trial service and all that, I was like, all right, I'm going to go try this trial and see what it is. I immediately went to Hot Shots, and I tried... <laughs> It took me mistake all of, number one. It took me all of forty seconds. It took me yeah. forty seconds to go. This isn't as good as Stadia, mm -hmm. because uh, I got there. I aimed my shot. I went to go pan. All of a sudden, the camera starts framing. You know, starts glitching yeah. over. And I went to go hit my shot. And uh, my first one, like I hit X, it didn't stop on the screen for about a second. Which in hot shots is uh, the like literally the the difference between a good shot and a terrible shot. <laughs> You know, so my shot goes off into the woods mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. So then I started gaming it. Right. Then you start thinking of you start timing it based on where oh you need to press it to make the stream press it at the right time. And then yep. I started playing it like that. And even then that started getting well, I was like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. Um, so and, and I do want to give Stadia props for that because I mean, and that and xCloud, too, although I think xCloud's much closer for the folks that haven't tried Stadia, the streaming is good. We've said it from the from the yeah. get go. Like what they're doing is good. The fact that you can just like menu to like the UI and you see all your games, and when you click left right, it goes left right like a con like it feels like a console. It feels like it's right yeah. there. Nobody else has that yet. Yeah, they've definitely nailed the feeling. I I've actually sold Stadia on a lot of my friends. One of my boys who's in New York right now, like he saw that Madden was coming. And he was like, that's really all I play. I was like, well, then you need to just go ahead and check the stadium. I was like, they've got a two month free trial. Like, check it out. Like, you don't play a whole lot of games. Yeah. This will be perfect. He didn't for even you. have to worry about the console. Pro. Yeah. Like, you don't you have to worry about the, the console. Game. You don't have to pay for pro. You, I mean, you're, you want a game in 4K. You got a 4K TV. So if you really want that experience, you can get it. But like, check it out so he checked it out and he ended up getting the controller and everything so now oh. he's he's all he's all in on it and um like that's perfect like the, for him like that actually works and like you said like nothing else streaming feels as good as stadia stadia feels like you're literally just playing on your console i jumped into the the ps now subscription too just to kind of check it out and see and i'm just like this is oof. one it just looks like trash like i'm yeah. sorry that's it also just, true it, it didn't look great either it, it does not 
look good. The controls feel like a little wonky. My experience was not as bad as Johnny. I jumped in a hot shot too, and I didn't have the problem with the latency. But for a game like that, any latency is terrible. Like mm. you just can't have that. Like you can't play the game. And then I played a little bit of Infamous, and I know Haley has like platinumed the Infamous games through PS Now. I'm just yeah. like, there's no way. Oh, wow. There is there is no way I could sit through a gaming be, session. I want to be clear. <laughs> We're just talking about really like the streaming focus of now. Now is Game mm-hmm. Pass subscription and downloads. Like if you have it on a console and you're playing it there, tons of value. So for all yeah. the folks that are getting it for 40 bucks a year, like definitely do that. Get the Game Pass, get all your games. We're just talking about the streaming tech. The streaming yeah. tech of PlayStation now is not Stadia. They're not comparable yeah. in my opinion. And, and, I, and I tried it more than just Hot Shots. I tried three or four games, played a Castlevania game. And, like, and, and I think the, the thing that soured the well for me is before I tried it, I knew what Stadia was. I was mm-hmm. already accustomed mm-hmm. to what Stadia felt like. Um, and even Stadia, there are times where Stadia doesn't feel quite crisp, right? So I even like kind of developed like that uh, that annoyance. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was off. And then you hit PlayStation Now, you're like, this whole thing is off. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's not that, even close. <laughs> that's the type of in- inconsistency that like drives me crazy with tech. Exactly. Like with pretty much everything. It's like, it works for this, but not this. It's like, it's this way for this, but not this. And like, I don't have the time or energy or whatever to just like, just give it to me the exact same every single time. And I don't want to keep track of it. It's the same reason I get really frustrated with Nintendo's cloud saves, where it works sometimes, but not other times, where you download some games, but you cloud stream some others on PS Now, like, just just give me one. I don't because because I feel like I will if it doesn't work in some cases, I'll start to steer away from that. And then I'm like instantly mm-hmm. less value. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I'm not using three quarters of this service, but I'm paying full price for it. Like, that's the frustrating part on PS now for me that I just I'll stay away from until they like the first party thing is is number one um, where Xbox, you get the game day one. But Sony's not going to ever do that when they no. sell 50 million no. copies no, the last three right. days. Piggybacking off of that, though, I do. Th- I also just to keep on the PlayStation Now bandwagon. I expected more games uh, backwards compatibility. That was another thing right. I was bringing up in Discord. That was like their whole solution to backwards compatibility. It's like, well, we can't run PS3 games on your PS4, um, and like PS2 came later, but they only had like what, like five? I think they've done like five or six PS3 mm-hmm. games on PlayStation 4. You know, but they were like, PlayStation Now is our solution to backwards compatibility. So when I got into the trial, like I immediately went to the PlayStation 2 library. I was yeah. like, oh, this is cool. I want to go check out some old games. Obviously, I wanted to go check out Hot Shots. And uh, man, there's like eight games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had expected, no joke. I was, in my head, I was just thinking of like Vita can play tons of like PlayStation 1 classics, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them there. That's ex- a good call. I expected all of that to be there. Mm-hmm. Like that was exactly where my head was. I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be so cool!" PlayStation Now, I'm gonna have all these old games that I can go and just kind of dabble with and play. I'm like a PlayStation Classic, and then go play some PS1, PS2. But they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very small. Like PlayStation Now, if and and I was surprised because you would imagine that at least like the heavy hitters, the big marquee titles, and first party stuff would be there. Yeah, um, but it's not. So if you're into PlayStation Now, I mean, my recommendation would be. Um, only if you really want to play PlayStation 3 games or to download games to your PlayStation 4. Like, if you're going to get into it as a Game Pass alternative, 100% you give my A-OK, my thumbs up. I think there's tons of value there. To be honest with you, anything beyond that, probably not going to, you know, meet the, yeah. the, the value that you're looking for. 
Yeah, unless they decide, unless they, unless something drastically changes before PS5 launches, yeah, I would 100% agree with you on that one. And do you really expect, and I mean, maybe we'll get to that in a little bit here, but like Xbox has been gradually, like they've been doing a stepping stone, like where there has, there's not like a, we turn a corner and go like, where are, what land are we in now? Like we've been on this path for a long time, but in order for PlayStation to really get where uh, Xbox is at, they kind of need to do that. They need to make a, like a right turn, just an immediate kind of big change. And I don't know that any company can really do that. We've talked about it in Discord a bit, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on it, Sean. I think there exists a way for Sony to sell PlayStation Now to the PlayStation faithful by saying, we're not going to launch all of our games day and date. We're just not. Like, they're too valuable. But every 12 months after release, every first-party game that we have will hit PlayStation Now. Yeah, like kind of like EA Access with the vault, like a pretty exactly. predictable, mm-hmm. like, it'll, it'll get in there. I could I could see that, but I also think that EA Access is missing the mark. Like it's not landing for the exact same reason. Like it's it's the whole like when games come out, that's when people are excited about them. Mm-hmm. Not, like It's good value. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. And, and I get exactly what I need out of EA Access for that reason. I don't need I'll play my 10 hours of NHL when it comes out. And that probably will last me all the way up until it actually releases in full into the vault so i think that that is it but what i'm more talking about is like is the approach to backwards compatibility like that's something that mm. xbox has been really chipping away at over years and years and years and it kind of got to that tipping point that i was discussing earlier when when backwards compatibility was first launched like you could definitely attack it and go there's not a lot here and they've been really working at it and it has taken that iteration and that iterative approach that I don't think Sony is interested in. And I don't foresee them just like lifting a curtain and going, here's all your PS2 games. Like I don't, I I would put my, I put my prediction out there where people are looking at that, that graphic that Mark Cerny mm-hmm. had, like, oh, there's space underneath for whatever other games. I don't know, man, I don't foresee it. I don't think it's happening in the way people want it to. And I think that's heartbreaking because it's a, if they did it, they win. Honestly, they just, they just win video games. <laughs> it's a, it would be so easy, but I don't foresee it. Yeah, I I have no idea. I it's a hard thing to to imagine that they would actually do that. I tough call. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't Mo think they're actually going to push you wrong, Sean. Right now, I just I want to get. That oh in. really? Coach Mo says, tell Sean he's wrong right now. So when Coach Mo says you do it, <laughs> so I you there. But sorry to cut you off, Dev. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hey Mo, how's it going? Yeah, I would love to see them actually, you know, really push into it. But Sony has been so silent and so, you know, just we don't know what they what they're doing. I really have no idea what to expect with them from the announcements that, that they've had the from what part. this. Yeah, it's like it could go either way. Like they could completely blow our minds and be like, the box PS Now is going to have this or it's going to play everything and you're not even going to need PS Now. Who knows? Like I it could go either way. I personally am not looking for any of that, so I'm not really. I don't care. Like, I was that's just, just say, my I, thing. I don't care. I don't think PlayStation needs to, right? Like Xbox can tout 10 million Game Pass subscribers, and people can equate that to PlayStation Now, but they're not the same thing because of all the reasons that Sean said. They don't have day and day yeah. games, and PlayStation is not going to do that because they don't need to. Game Pass evolved out of Xbox's need to do something to win back some some mind share and some attention. Like that's where Game Pass comes from. And uh and I said it then and I continue to say it, what a great strategic move by Xbox because they can afford 
to send out a Gears or a Halo on a Game Pass subscription as long as you stay subscribing, whereas PlayStation can't. I mean, they, they just crank out more first-party titles. I think they're higher developed. They probably cost more overall, mm-hmm. and they can't. They can't afford to give them to you for, mm-hmm. for $9.99 a month. They can't, but Xbox can. So it puts pressure on them, and it gives them something. Because if you remove Game Pass, Xbox is in a world of hurt because the games well, don't stack up one to one. I love how I love how you say it's like they're giving it away, right? And it's this whole like, is it free or are you paying for it? Yeah, you're paying right? for it, but overall, mm-hmm. you know, it's so cheap. It feels like it is. So it, away. it is so cheap, but it's guaranteed. Donnie has completely stole Game Pass. I he have has Game Pass through 2023 at this point. Same. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have to worry about it, man. It's every that? time that I see a deal or a buy one get one or a buy one get two or three months for one, I I have codes that I can't redeem. I actually yeah. have a, I have a calendar invite for next year when I can redeem codes because I'm full. Like I've just, but I keep wow. grabbing it because it's. <laughs> you guys are like this, but I I do this. I tell my wife the same thing. I the same thing about dog food, toilet paper, dude. Like if we're gonna go through it and we're always gonna go through it and buy as much of it as cheap as you can. Like, because you're just saving yourself future money. Like, if I'm always yeah. going to Game Pass, then I'm I just going to grab as much of it as I can every turn and every deal that I find. I'm just going to grab an extra month because mm-hmm. I don't see a world where I'm not playing Game Pass. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's it. I'm locked yeah, in. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I have Game Pass through July, and we'll see if I renew it just because... There's, th- those games aren't the games that I'm playing personally. Sure. So that's a part of it. I think if, Ubisoft I, if Plus, I see another good deal. If mm. Uplay Plus was on console, Dev would be just like we are with Game Pass. Dev would be snapping up every free month of Uplay Plus. <laughs> I mean, I wish they had some free Uplay Plus because I would just can I would get it on PC. I actually right. That's what I meant. Get it on console. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I probably will renew Game Pass probably closer to september just because i want to check out halo but unless they add something over the summer that's i'm like oh man i really want to play that i don't know that i need i need to renew it right now like there's just nothing that i'm playing over there like i played minecraft dungeons and i finished it so like i don't really have anything that's driving me to go back to it you played like the first like difficulty thing there's that's not the game you gotta be the for me it is uh, like, i don't feel like going i don't feel like going that, that down that rabbit hole tutorial you finished that's the first chapter yeah no, yeah. I, I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but I bought it on Switch for the kids. Dev, I'm, I've been I've been loud about this uh, prediction that I've got, and I like we don't get to do E3 predictions anymore or anything like that. So mm-hmm. like, how do how do you lock these sorts of things in? My big like, what is Microsoft going to do at E3 2020? Their big announcement is that Cyberpunk comes into day and date that they get that into Game Pass. And I'm curious if that like would that keep you going? Would that keep you going to the end of the year? Something like that. Well, yeah, I would subscribe to it in September. He would subscribe to it, as I say, he's going to play it on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that the on and off again. Like that's, I mean, there's so many different approaches to like buying Teenager games. Teenager Donnie would have done that in a heartbeat because Teenager mm-hmm. Donnie did not have the money for games. If right. I could have played yeah. a game that I really wanted for ten bucks, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I would look for some kind of cool deal where it's like buy three months, get three months free. That's what I did last time. Like I got mm-hmm. three. I basically paid for six months of Game Pass for three months. And like like Donnie, like you find them deals. Like there's been times where I'm like, oh, I should just get it. But I'm like, eh, like, it can wait. See, but that's smarter. Yeah. And I'm not saying suggesting my ways. I, I'm just a broken human being. And I'm like, I need that streak. I need like a 10 year streak on Xbox Live. Oh, like gotcha. I like that kind of thing. Like an achievement, and, a lifetime yeah, that's, game that's pass achievement. Like, that'd be great. Yeah. 
you play everything okay. like through Xbox Live. Like you, that's where your ecosystem is. For me, those aren't the games that I play. Like I don't play my Xbox have, at all. I shouldn't have a PS Plus account because I'm not really playing a whole lot of games over there. So I should be taking your approach, like a couple months at a time, like when it is. I'm like I just see a deal and I just buy it and I load it up for another year and I just keep the streak going because I don't want to, to lapse, which is so yeah. stupid. Like why wouldn't I just save my money? But I don't know. I don't want to be in a spot where I want it and I'm forced to pay full price. Like I'd rather pick it up as a deal and keep the streak going then, mm-hmm. which is also why I'm not doing Google Stadia because I know that about myself. Because as soon as I jump in there mm-hmm. and I'm locked in, like I, by my own, like my own coercion, I guess. Yeah. So to stay on Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk is not coming to Stadia day and date. So with all of the good news and good stuff that we have, like we're starting to just assume that, you know, the games when they launch, it's going to launch in the stadium as well. And without Cyberpunk coming day and date, I feel like that's a pretty big blow to the fall landscape of Stadia. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, how is that going to fare with the Stadia people? Like, is this even a game that Stadia, like the Stadia diehards are looking for? Definitely it is. And it, so I, I'm just wondering, like, how does that blow like feel for them? Is it just I think like, the diehards oh are going to tell you that they're willing to wait and they're happy yeah. to wait. So I, I think for that, they'll be there, but you definitely have to know that they wish they didn't have to wait. Mm-hmm. They yeah. wish they could play a day and date with everybody else. Cause you're right. They are starting to get some games like, right. They're getting star Wars. They're getting Madden. They're getting um, like PGA 2k was one of them. And mm-hmm. you know, like, but cyberpunk is the gym. That's one of the big, most look forward to titles from you know a developer that gamers everywhere love, and yeah. wants and want to support. And uh, my question is why is why for the delay? Are things not running well? Yeah. Is do, do they have a different team doing the stadium portion? Have they just stopped doing the stadium portion while they focus on the other on the other stuff? Are there just exclusivity deals in play or something like that? Like you know yeah. what's the issue? Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it's definitely a blow. Um, I think it, I think they what had it. Supposed to? Is this a change? Because it's like Stadia just came out and this game has been developed. No, this was supposed to. I mean, it was announced for. Yeah, it. yeah this was oh, supposed wow. to be. And and I think a lot of the Stadia faithful were kind of using this as an example to make their case. We're getting mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. We're getting Cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, it was making their case in the sense that like, yeah, like right now, Pro and stuff is giving you games you already have. But when mm-hmm. games like Cyberpunk start releasing. Then you can say you don't have to wait for the download. You don't have to do yeah. it. You just buy it and play it, and you can play it from work. You can play it from your phone. Like mm-hmm. the, they were starting to a lot of stay, uh, Stadia's value is not right now with back catalog. It's when the next gen launches. You don't have to mm-hmm. pay five hundred dollars to play it in four K. You can just buy it on Stadia and play. And it's like, well, you still can, but you'll be playing at Christmas by that time. I'll have beaten it on my play on my X. And will it actually reason, be in 4K? I, I feel like it's all, <laughs> it's all reason Stadia launched when it did. Like they needed this year to just make up some sort of ground yeah. and really steal a lot of the mind share. And it just hasn't really worked out that way. You know, on Chase's yeah. show, there was a lot of um, there were a lot of folks that didn't didn't share my opinions, and a lot of folks said that because um, I've been Dev could back me up on this. Maybe in July, I was like, they need to postpone. Like, just stop mm-hmm. this launch from happening. Like, this is bad. You're sending it out to die. Um, and I had a lot of people, I think, rightfully point out the fact that Google probably needed that early period with all of us playing to make the mm-hmm. improvements we're seeing now. Oh, big time. Yeah. So, like, if they didn't launch it, maybe they would have launched it now and maybe it would be just as bad as it was then. 
but couldn't they have they could have won up so much goodwill which is so important because we're such a fickle audience as gamers um and we're 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 vile and we all hold bad. grudges and when we're, we make a decision <laughs> we stick to it until <laughs> they, they could have gone head to head against xbox to go like it's free everyone and just keep like they did the this very small test with assassin's creed and that was great and people were like that's that's super cool they're giving us a game but Google needed to put Google money behind it and go like a full year, get as many people signed up and on board, mm-hmm. no cost. That's all. Like I know, and I understand that that is a, a no, an enormous uh, investment that they would have yeah. had to make. But that, I think that's actually what would have been required. That's everything I yeah. was ever saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, we agreed a hundred percent. I mean, a lot of the reason that I pulled out of my pre order was listening to you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I just think this doesn't sound like it's coming in too great. So, yeah, it's coming in hot. It's that was my entire thing is they need to buy market share pretty much the whole point of a subscription service really is you're only as valuable as the amount of people that are subscribing you Mm -hmm. need to buy subscribers why because you're late Mm -hmm. and there's no going back now like you can't burn the people who jumped in on day one by going like well now we're going to open it up to everybody like you you only get to do that once and they totally had an opportunity honestly and i would my whole opinion on it would have been completely different but i think a lot of it too was the the requirements that you had to buy a thing, right? The whole notion of it is that you can play it anywhere, but like I should be able to play it with anything, like play it on my browser with my keyboard and mouse. Like I don't, I shouldn't yep. need a Google Stadia. And that's- And you can now, you just couldn't- You can, yeah. it wasn't yeah. ready. Yep, it wasn't ready. Yep. All right. Cyberpunk hurts, man. Cyberpunk hurts. Yeah, it does. It does. And we'll, we'll see what happens in the fall. Like if they start getting, like I'm wondering if this is going to be a precedent to more games not launching day and date with their console and PC counterparts. I hope not. So, we'll see. I, I think yeah, the other we'll... games, like the sports games, seem like they're day and date. The golf one was honestly the first one. The golf one's the first one I thought, I actually thought, I was like, should I buy the Stadia version? Knowing how much I'm going to play, because like crossplay is not enabled. That was the thing I was wanting to thing. know. They need to throw their money and might and everything behind cross. Like that's the only way that they can get people going. Like, well, I can leave my Xbox friends or my PlayStation friends because I'll still be able to play with them. Right. So if Google and Microsoft can, but they won't ever play nice. If they had cross play or cross save, cross progression, mm-hmm. I would have thought of buying the golf game on Stadia and then playing at home on Xbox and playing on the go on Stadia. Because at that point, I was looking at more at convenience. It's like this is a game I'm planning on playing a lot of hours in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm debating so if I'm always- buying multiple versions. You know, yeah, it's, it's always like weird when some games do that, and some games up like Ubisoft with Division, like Division Two is crossplay. Yep. Why isn't everything else like what's like what are the barriers to to keeping it to where everything is crossplay? Wait, like Destiny Divi- is cross A. Yeah, the Division Two is crossplay with PC. Yep. Oh, with oh with Stadia and PC, right? Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a Not minute, why are you playing this? Yeah, it's 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 crossplay with PC. Yeah. Um, Destiny Two is cross cross like save, so your mm-hmm. character just goes with you with everyone. Destiny Two is actually an interesting like case because on PC, where you have a lot of people playing right now, the cheaters run rampant. None of that actually happens on Stadia because everything is running on their on their on their server. So like every weekend they have this thing called Trust the Osiris, which is like their big PvP in game kind of thing, and it is just like completely that experience is completely ruined on pc because of the cheaters well you're starting to see a lot of people actually playing it on stadia because of the fact that you don't run into the cheaters because it's all being hosted by google so they've kind of leveled that playing field for the pvp aspect of the game you don't have the lagging you don't have the lag switching and things of that nature so 
it's interesting to see how that how that has you know panned out and i'm just you know wondering where are they going to go forward with that and if that's going to start to make more things more viable from a pvp landscape because you're not dealing with cheaters so. mm-hmm. definitely yep we'll see all right let's put a pin in in stadium streaming and launch some other topics um so I know both of you have PCs and you dabble in the PC gaming space. Um, Intel has released its 10th gen processors, which were supposed to be these amazing, oh my God moments. Um, They're still running on, I believe it is 10 nanometer cores and they're just not quite stacking up benchmark wise uh, for the games that people were expecting. Um, the 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 Ryzen ninth, uh, third third generation Ryzen processors are still keeping up with the tenth gen Intel processors, and it's just a tiny step. So like if you're gaming, and you have a Ryzen processor, in fact, if you have just like the latest like ninth gen processor, you're still able to keep up with the tenth gen. Like there isn't been this huge game made, and it's just crazy because Intel's been pushing it, and we're thinking we're going to get these huge games gains from like frame wide frame rates or whatnot, and we're just not. So it's been really interesting to see all of the, the YouTube videos, all of the benchmarks come out. And it's just like, there's just no reason to upgrade the processor at all at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the creator of Linux has ditched Intel and moved to AMD. Wow. And I mean, that's 15 years of him using Intel processors. He's like, no, we're going Ryzen. So for those of us in the PC space, it's been really interesting to see how AMD has kind of shifted the landscape like you're starting to see amd gaming as like a huge thing a lot of the 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 youtubers and influencers out there are really just making amd systems and really pushing amd because for one the price point for what you're getting is just incredible for the performance like the price per performance is just insane when you go with amd rig um I don't think you guys really, I don't know if you guys pay too much attention to the PC landscape. I know Donnie's like, whatever Dev says, I'm getting. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, I was going to say, you remember when I when I spec this out, I was all mm-hmm. Intel. It had to be Intel. And then the only reason I said that was because it's all I know. Yes, yeah, brand To be honest with you, it's just I know the Intel processor. Like, I understand what the i9 means versus the i7 versus the 9900Ks <laughs> versus the 9700Ks. That's what I know. I'm indoctrinated into that language. And mm-hmm. uh, there was something, Dev, you told me about AMD that wasn't going to work for me like the Intel did on a non-gaming front. I don't remember what it was, but I, I don't know if it was a video editing or or something, but I remember you were like, yeah, you're going to want an Intel because we were talking about like what I was after. Was it? I can't remember what it was, but I can't remember either. when it comes to, to video processing and typically the AMD processors will actually work better. They're really, really good at multi-process stuff, yeah, way I, better than Intel. I remember we were talking and I was telling you like the stuff that I do with my computer beyond, you know, the, mm-hmm. the gaming's focus. Cause my computer first and foremost is like a code machine. I'm doing programming and there's certain programs that I'm running and things like that. And you were like, yeah, you're probably going to stick with Intel. Oh, Maybe it was something that wasn't supporting or multitasking or something like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah. this is interesting to hear. Um, I, I, I want to say, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, I felt like that for a while with the, with the, I mean, I, I've always, I, for a while, I've basically taken the stance. If you have like an i5 or above, you're pretty good. Like you can run on, not like on the gaming front, but like on a PC mm-hmm. front. If you're running an mm-hmm. i5 or better, you're, you're, you know, cooking with gas. If you've got some RAM and stuff, I have a Chromebook that has mm-hmm. an i5 in it and it's like blazing fast. It's insane yeah. what, what Chrome OS can do with like an i5, uh, just that alone, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not surprised, but. 
I don't know. I don't know what it would take to get me to jump. I guess just learning something brand new and making that jump and that investment. But... That motherboard, man. Just that, that's, yeah. a, that's the announcement. Just make, I just got. I can't handle it. I just got to rip out the motherboard. Just got to get a new chipset. We'll see, that's another off. thing about AMD. Like you can, their new processors work with motherboards way long ago. Where Intel, right. like their new tenth gen, like the re- another reason I'm like screw you, Intel. Is because these newer tenth gen processors, you have to get a whole new chipset. Oh, come with on, the, really? Yeah, it's a new chipset. So, like my board, I have a, a Z three ninety board. Yep. If I want to upgrade to the tenth gen, I have to replace my motherboard now. Where with AMD, even their new chips that aren't out yet that are coming out, they're four thousand. They're saying will be backwards compatible with the old boards. They have not changed their chipset. So AMD again, like from it when it comes to just like just the sheer breadth of stuff, like. They're killing Intel again. They're killing them on the price. They're killing them on the fact that I don't have to get a new board. I can still use my old board, throw in the new chip, and I'm still good to go with either just a BIOS update or just out the gate. Yeah. So, and again, the gains that you get from going to the 10th gen are like minuscule. They're not even really noticeable at all against even just the 9th gen. And then when you throw in the AMD, like their their flagship, their Ryzen 9 is, is... at the same point, basically, where the 10900K is. Mm. It's just like, what's the point? Yeah, so you're going to get price cuts on the ninth gen. So if you're at 7 or 8 and you wanted to upgrade, then probably incentivized to go i9 or something like that, or the, uh, the 9900, 9700, something like that. Yep. Or if you're going to just have to, if you have to get a new motherboard altogether, why not jump over to AMD? I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that AMD isn't. Maybe this is another tipping point where they're like maybe gaining some market share on that. But like AMD is in all of our gaming consoles. Yep. Like, how yep. do they not own? The gaming space like how is that not something that they really push out that that they're powering like all the consoles in the world i think it's incredible because because nvidia still kind of kills them in the graphics department right and their graphics card nvidia just yeah. dominates yeah um there there's talk about the next the next amd graphics card actually really really pushing the envelope um but we'll see because their last gen just couldn't really hold a candle to to nvidia and mm-hmm. nvidia is about to announce a new graphics card as well is that so. what it was was it the fact that I told you that I wanted an NVIDIA card and you were like, do you want to stay Intel? Does it pair up with? Or it, the- I mean, it pairs better. Um, like you have less like driver and weird compatibility and issues. And that, that definitely typically. sounds like me. If you're thinking of me, I was like, I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the time when you were, when you were getting your, when you, we were doing your PC, it was just easier from a just a, st- a tech standpoint not having to do as much troubleshooting but like right now like amd and and nvidia are actually playing really nice like they've done enough stuff to like their bios and drivers or whatnot for the boards and their chipset that is actually playing really really well with intel like if you go to pretty much any blogger anybody on youtube they're going to tell you go with the amd probably like 3100 and the nvidia uh 2070 super like that is kind of where you see a lot of people pushing like you're able to get really really great performance and really really great value with those two pieces that's good Mm. look at it's super interesting to me this this intel's number one they are pushing generations you got to get a new motherboard every time like it's it's not a nice smooth transition from one to the next Mm -hmm. whereas amd does focus on the backwards compatibility and you have these moments where like things go from ninth gen to tenth gen and it forces you to go do i really want to stick with intel like you have because it it's a commitment it's a it's Mm -hmm. a you've really got to jump because and it presents you with an opportunity to go like but what about that the amd 
And obviously yeah. I'm linking this to console generation. Like, I mean, if you're going to force me to buy a PS5, because in order to play these games, I'm like, now I'm making a purchasing decision. You're making mm-hmm. me pause. And then maybe Xbox comes out with a really interesting purchase option. Maybe it's less money. Maybe there's that subscription model I've been thinking about. Maybe there's, maybe somehow they make it less money to just buy yeah. it outright. But yeah. good for AMD. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really it's fun to see, and it makes me just want to build an AMD system even more. Like I, I just love building. I'm with you, dude. Like I, I, I look at that. Like maybe Chelsea needs a maybe needs an upgrade. I love building these PCs. I'm seeing um, Egg Shen building his. He's got all his parts. Yeah. awesome. He man. built it. He has it. It's up and running. I love that. He had a moment where he was playing. Uh, I believe it was Forza, and fourteen forty. I think he was playing in either fourteen. I think he was playing in four K actually. Four K sixty. Or no, I'm sorry, one hundred and twenty. Because he's got like this ridiculous monitor. Good God. And he was like, I just had a moment where I was like, Oh my God, I've been missing this all this time. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like I said, it's been really fun to to be in our Discord and just seeing everybody like actually start to get into PC gaming and PC building and kind of seeing what the platform has to offer. Yeah, big time. It's been really fun. All right, so that that's enough of the PC talk because uh, you know, we are all big PC gamers, but it's it's fun and it's it's interesting to see. That. I know uh, Jason is going to be building a, a rig soon, so I'm really excited to Me see too. What, what his stuff turns out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we can play StarCraft at 60 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have this monstrous PC and then go pick up Smash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, wow. You know what, man? I'm, I've been playing uh, Mech Warrior Five on yeah. PC. It looks good, man. Uh, I just uh, I miss my old like Microsoft Sidewinder joystick. Mm, I, I don't have it. I don't. I haven't had a joystick in forever. I don't know if anybody owns a joystick. That used to be the biggest deal. Like every PC had a joystick next to it. Yeah. Ah, good times. Yeah. All right. So, PlayStation Five, the SSD, Unreal Engine Five. This has been a hot, hot hot topic as of late first and foremost in real engine 5 is not coming just to ps5 let's just go ahead and throw it out there now it'll be on xbox it'll run great on xbox it'll run on pc it's not just a ps5 well the controversy was based on the comments that was given during the stream to jeff Mm -hmm. keighley is people there was the anecdote or at least the the perceived notion that the demo that they showed could only run on PS5 and Uh that like series X and PCs and everything else. Like we're not capable of running the demo and the tech that PS5 was. Um, They've since said that that's not the case. And of course, under engine five and all the tech is going coming to the PCs that can handle it. Xbox included. Um, But it's just kind of that marketing posturing, you know, that, that we see in times like this. I think you mean BS, Donnie. That's true. That's what I mean. But here's the thing. Outright lying. Well, here's the thing, though. (laughs) I always put myself in the other person's shoes, right? If it were me and I was paying Epic to sit next to a demo and talk about how great my system was, I would absolutely be like, look, we're giving you insert X amount of, we don't know how much money these partnerships cost, but we're giving you X amount of money. And I'm sure it's not insignificant. Yeah. I don't want you to say anything great about Nintendo or Xbox while we're on air. I don't even want to hear you say the names. Right. That's fair. You can you can still not say anything great about them, but you can't say the opposite of truth about them. Well, he, and and they didn't, the right? They were kind of like... They say running better on PS5. That's not the truth. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. You got me, Sean. I can't say anything there. And I don't mean back you know a corner of that. No, I just no, get no. really with the stuff where it's right. like I'm just really with timed exclusive. It's not really an exclusive. It's like that was an exclusive. Exactly. Like can't have these completely really frustrating double standards. Sorry. Nope. Getting, you're, right. you're right. You're right to point me no, out. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're right to point it out. I'm just I'm always trying to I don't know. I'm always trying to like self diagnose so I don't come off so fanboyish. Like I get yeah. it. If I was Sony, I get it. I'd do the same thing. So I'm just trying to say that in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, yeah. it's such a mystery, like this whole SSD, the architecture of PS5, like it's like they've got some sort of wizardry magic happening. So if they do say something like, man, there's something in the secret sauce of the PS5 that like makes this Unreal Engine 5 run really well. I've been really talking well to Dev about I, this for a year. <laughs> like I've yeah. been talking for, for when those first initial spec sheets leaked a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, we've had game tech and we've had PlayStation shows and we've just when Dev and I have been on a podcast together I keep bringing it up because I'm here about it for the better part of the year this is next level it's revolutionary mm-hmm. it's next gen not just on console front it's like that's the problem is everybody keeps associating this SSD with PlayStation here's the thing it's going to be revolutionary for storage across yep. everything they're using PlayStation to showcase it. That's it. Yeah. Think of Blu-ray. Think of what Blu-ray did for Sony. That's what this is. And uh, it needs to be like respected. And, and I mean, I'm sure it's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see it. I'm sure it's going to be incredible mm-hmm. uh, because everybody yeah. that I know that I trust that know anything about it. And that's not me. This is all me regurgitating. They're all blown away. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. They're like, this is, we didn't even know it was possible. Yeah. Yeah, it has caused it caused Unreal to actually rewrite parts of the engine because of how fast the SSD was. Mm-hmm. So it made them have to kind of go back to the drawing board to be like, oh, wait, we, we have to redo this because this thing is so fast and we're able to utilize its speed so efficiently that we can rewrite our engine to take advantage of that. And, and that lies. is what's going to be exactly. what's game changing for gaming. Like yep. it's going to be a complete game changer. The because question becomes you're not how many developers build around that speed and what does that impact other yeah. platforms mm-hmm. because for at least yeah. a while i would guesstimate two to three years it's going to be locked to basically one ecosystem right i don't mm-hmm. think many pcs are going to be upgrading to this new thing fast and it's not even available yet right so it's going to take a while yeah. for it to start to populate uh, outside of the playstation ecosystem so the question is how many do, do people just keep building their games as is and they just run super fast on PlayStation or do people start developing games and start taking advantage of things that you can only do with that rapid storage? It's going to be interesting because actually that speed does exist already on PC. It's just uber expensive. PCIe Gen 4 is basically what it is and it is fast as hell but those drives are super expensive and it's such a small like niche that like you don't develop for that on pc right now because nobody has it so it's like why even bother because you're you're basically it's such a small focus group that you could even you know use that on so it'll be very interesting to see like if you start seeing developers making games like that for the PS5, if that then also trans- transfers into you know, PC for people who have these much faster um, hard drives and these these better PCIe lanes that are able to take advantage of that speed, and then concurrently what it on Xbox because we know Xbox is also going to have a it has a really really fast SSD, maybe not as fast as the as the PS5, but certainly a bajillion times faster than what we currently have. So I was going to ask you, being the PC enthusiast here, 
how do the drives compare? Like, do we have any example of how that drive, that super niche, super fast drive compares with like just a standard or a very good SSD on an actual game case? Because like the is in the, the interesting thing that I've had a hard time with understanding the SSD is, and you remember I was telling you, I feel like about a year ago, I was like, it acts like RAM. Mm-hmm. Like the things that they're talking yes. about it is how fast they can access and bring things into the world. It's basically mm-hmm. going to eliminate like pop in. Like you're yes. actively streaming contents in real time to the second. So it's basically mm-hmm. just acting like RAM. So it's going to lessen the load time. It's going to lessen the pop in. So I, I understand that because I've seen that. Like that's what I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question then becomes, all right, well, if I'm already on an SSD, does that just mean that on my Xbox version of the game, I just have a little bit more pop in than the PlayStation version? Like, is that what this ultimately means? This, when this ultimately, when we see it side by side, it's like, is the draw distance and pop in on PlayStation, you know, just a little bit better, 10 times better? Like, is it is a huge difference or is it somewhat comparable? I think it could be a huge difference depending on how the actual devs use it. Because again, you don't have to use RAM now. You can load all of this stuff off the hard drive and now your RAM is freed up for actual processing. Exactly. Like you don't have to process things with anything Are there else. PC you examples? Have so much more RAM. There aren't because no games are Nobody's developed that it. way. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's I there's nothing is has de- has been developed that way to be able to take advantage of that. Like right now, if you have an SSD, your games just load hella fast. Like yeah. you're able to get into the game just ridiculous. Like GTA Five, I have it on SSD, and it's like, you know how you know the weight. Like you Dude, know the yeah, weight to get into like GTA. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's insane. But on my SSD on P on on my PC, like it's like, boom, I'm in. It's not it's not even a thing. So yeah, right now currently with an SSD, things just load a lot faster, and that's really the only like real gain you get from putting games on P- on on an SSD. Most gamers load most of their games on a traditional hard drive at this point because mm-hmm. they're if you have a seventy two hundred RPM hard drive, that's your storage drive for all your games because you really don't see any true gains. Like when you're playing PC games, once it's loaded, like it's loaded, there's there's not right. a whole lot more to do because nothing takes advantage of that at this point. So currently, like this is this is game changing because Dude, we're going to be so much yeah. better mm-hmm. and everything else. To Donnie's point, like the, if you have an Xbox game versus an uh, or a cross platform game on Xbox and PS5, like it's not going to be that much different. And we've seen these some of the some of the yeah. some of these are programmed and developed in a way where like the SSD does literally nothing. Like they will actually, or an increase in SSD speed does absolutely nothing. So it'd be really mm-hmm. interesting. And I love, I would wish to, I think Donnie, you're kind of touching on this before this revolutionizes storage. And I wish Sony kind of did for storage, what they did with like home movies with Blu-ray, where they're like, we'll put Sony technology in a Panasonic or a yep. Samsung yep. device or whatever it is. And they just, now everybody has Blu-ray, but I'm wondering if this SSD only works within the Mark Cerny certified PS5 architecture. Like you couldn't take this and like transplant it somehow into a PC. It is so specialized, which is a double-edged sword. It gives you a great experience on that console, but it's so special that that's the only place you're going to experience it. And it doesn't revolutionize video games in the way that it revolutionizes video games within PlayStation 5. Right? And no, I, I think I, this is definitely going to be something that's not, it's not proprietary. I don't think it's going to be proprietary. I don't think they would have developed thing. it with that in mind. I think well, they have it yeah. in mind to... And it work outside I would be surprised of the if like the Series X Pro is running it 
you know, at, at some point three or four yeah. years from now, or PCs start coming out with it, you know, like it's going to be costly. I get that, but I don't think they would have developed it for that case to just yeah. keep it inside. Again, like you can't buy, you won't be able to buy these drives. Like, yeah. right. You can't it's get them right now. My question, but I guess, the well, tech me, exists already on PC. My question is I, Mark Cerny and that team is very, very smart, mm-hmm. but how did nobody else come up with a drive that runs this fast? Like it has to be something it, that in PC land or in anything else, you're running up against other limitations that you couldn't have I got developed. You. There fast. might be some compatibility somethings or another that that people will there's, need to there's make drives to that run it. faster. Like they talk there about are drives that run faster on PC currently. So. Right. Well, and like you said, like they're very expensive, but they they talk about like mm-hmm. I'm keep hearing this thing about like the drive is so close to the CPU. And that's what is helping its gains and things like that. Like it's, it seems to me that it's about how it's all laid out, that it's not just mm-hmm. that the SSD that they built is faster. It's, it's the a, pipeline. It's yeah. the pipeline where everything, the, that, the way everything yeah. talks, the bus, everything, the way everything talks. There was a video by a guy, I can't remember who it was, but he was like, what people missed is the way everything communicates, the actual bus, the lines of how the RAM, the CPU, and the GPU all talk. Yep. Like that is what's next gen. That is the thing that allows the PS5 to leverage everything in a way that nothing else is doing currently. And from a big picture, if I can simplify this a little bit for our listeners, my tell me if my understanding remains, because my understanding as it was a year ago, because I found that deep dive. Remember what show was that on Dev where we walked through? Remember? Like I walked mm-hmm. through like this whole next gen analysis of the seven nanometer and like everything that was going on. You remember those specs? <laughs> I don't remember what show it was, but man, did I do some research. I had notes. Dude, it was like a beautiful mind here. I had notes and stuff pointing <laughs> everywhere trying to figure all this out. So if I could simplify it, here's been my take on this the whole time. Sony's um, Sony's chip and card is not as strong as the one that's in the Series X. Series X has more graphical processing clocks per unit like we know that the teraflops mm-hmm. are going to be more but playstation is probably going to be able to perform as good as the series x because of not their 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 teraflop number but because of their efficiency what they're yes. saving by with this storage will enable them to use their power to do more things so i think at the end of the day what matters to the the average video game consumer is that they're going to be comparable I think they're going to be comparable at the end of the day. Like they'll be very similar to each other. I think I do think the first party games on Xbox, the people that really dig in and and give the Series X everything that it can possibly do, I think it might look a little bit better. It might have a little bit more stable frame rate and uh you you might be able to push the limits with uh some ray tracing because I know it's very, you know, uh intensive. Ray tracing is extremely intensive to pull off. Um, but Sony's, uh, the experience over there will probably be extremely stable and you'll probably have a faster load time, which we're all expecting. Um, I, I, I could say, do you think it'd be crazy if I said that like PlayStation might load things 20 seconds faster than Xbox? Is that a crazy thing? Well, I, I think I'm wondering will. if there's going to be a 20 second load time on Xbox. I think so. Like that's that you think they're still going to have like 20 seconds of load times? I mean, based on like what they've shown us with the games that are already there, like there's still load times. I think they're programmed in. I still think we will have load times. I just think it'll be drastically reduced. Mm. So like right now, like mm-hmm. a GTA to use example. Man, when I start GTA 5 on Xbox, like I actively plan to like just go get a drink or something. Yeah. You, like I'm going <laughs> to click the icon you don't even and sit walk down. away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think that'll go from being like 2 minutes to like 13 seconds 
But on PlayStation yeah. Five, I think thirteen seconds might go to three seconds. Right. I mean, again, look at that. Look at the Spider-Man demo when they showed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how that loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, they doubled the storage data transfer speeds between it. Like, it's just so much faster. Like, it's not even funny. Yep. Yeah. And again, that takes so much processing weight yep. off having to load things into memory. So now they can process the more. Yes. Yep. So, in, in, in like you've said, your analogy is, you know, Xbox is just throwing raw horsepower at it. It's literally mm-hmm. just like we're going to give you as much power as possible to do the things you're already doing. And mm-hmm. Sony's like, how can we make this more efficient? How can we efficientize the yep. entire process? Let's see if we can save you performance in all these different locations and give it back to you to do more mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think they're going to be very comparable. I think that's what yep. I'm going at. The only difference that I see, like I said, is Xbox might be able to run a few more graphical things. And the PlayStation's probably gonna load better, which the like the the way that this storage can kind of mimic things that people have been putting on RAM uh, for decades. The things that I'm that I am aware of that I'm expecting to see, like I said, are load times, draw distance, camera panning, pop in, all of that's gone. I just the thing that I'm having a hard time understanding. I guess this is my whole way of dropping all this to say this is. I don't know what game developers plan on doing to change how they develop games for that. Right. So I'm thinking like, what does that mean to a game developer? I feel like game developers, like it's just more efficient so I can make my game prettier than it could be. And the reason I say that is that is basically what we've seen every game developer do when they are given more power. Right. (laughs) They don't change the games that they design. They just make them prettier. That seems to be the thing that they're doing. I think of like a God of War, like a standard one shot or like an open world where you never hit a load screen or you never hit a memory or thing. You can just stay in it the entire time. I just, I don't know. I feel like every time we start a new generation, this type of conjecture happens and people start, you know, their their minds start going to places. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how responsible it is to do that because I really don't think we're going to see a whole lot different. I just think we'll yeah. see prettier and faster. That that brings a bit of a good point. You guys I don't brought even up the think Spider-Man it's thing. Prettier. Like, I think it's is, is, does the Spider-Man example of loading create this crazy precedent? Like, that's the expectation. Like, well, you showed a Spider-Man and it loaded like that. So is that what people are expecting everything? So that's number one. Number two is how much does this thing cost? So we're all talking in a vacuum here. We don't know how much this thing is actually going to cost. So that's a, the trade-off of raw horsepower is obviously going to be costly in Xbox land, but this super smart proprietary architecture in PS5 land sounds very expensive. All the all the gains you're talking about on PS5, they come at a cost. And so I think mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see how the how the price lands. So the, I'm now thinking about like the, the gamer experience. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is, can I get three games on this thing and that's it? Like it's 800 and some odd gigabytes. I can't upgrade it anytime soon. Is it so like eight twenty five or something? It's a weird number. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so really thinking about like, what is it going to be like when I sit down in my home and I get four or five games on this thing, and that's it because I can't even buy an expandable hard drive for this thing. Like, well, and it's weird because I'm thinking like, if you sit them next to each other, right? Let's say, um, let's pick a game. Um, I'm just saying it's it's more complex than a side by side comparison. Valhalla, right? very much more. They sit yeah. down and let's say Sony's boots up in three seconds and Xbox's boots up in nine. Right? Sure. But then you care? take it, then you go from Xbox to PlayStation and Xbox goes like, well, I'm going to quick resume 17 games because I've been able to expand my memory. And even if PlayStation 5 has quick resume, which we don't know about, 
they've got five games tops. Right. Like it's it's got to be more. Does any of this care like, though? Does anybody care? I don't. I don't right. necessarily think anybody actually cares about any of this. I think more people care that you can play Spider Man and Halo than the load times or the pop in or the how many games. Are I think people. Resume. That's what I'm trying to get. At. I think people care more about can I upgrade my hard drive. Like, do am I limited by this super small space? Because we all launched into this current gen with 500 gig hard drives. And we're like, that's not enough. That was a major problem. But at least there was an option. Well, you can expand the memory. Now we're hitting that and we're going to be saying that's not enough. And there's no option. And I think that's going to be really interesting. It's just going to be, we don't know what the price point is. We don't know what the price point is. We don't don't even know when it's going to happen. They didn't say yeah, we don't know when, we don't know how, but I'm I'm assuming there there will be expandable drives because they already know storage is an issue. Yeah, they're gonna. But have then to. with the, the the flip side, we don't know what the storage is because again, you're not duplicating stuff on the drive the way you had to. Mm-hmm. Like all the games that we're currently playing, there are there's so much duplication of stuff on that on that game file. So they can find because it of how slow everything loads. Yep, they yeah, they, so they put can find copies. It like they put things, copies of. I, I researched so much of this going in uh, because Dev has been bringing up this point for a while. They copy certain chapter and save data so you can find it faster because it's uh, mm-hmm. like the drives now, they read it in multiple locations. So the more times, the more chances you give it to find it, the faster it'll find it basically is how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're yeah, going so to remove all of that. Eliminate a lot of that. But it's mm-hmm. not tons of, um, it's not like heavy files. Right, so I don't think we're gonna see the game files like cut. Yeah, it's half. not like audio files are. Yeah, it's massive. not. It's, it's not, not like the textures or anything files. like that. That's another thing. Like they, they, they big up talk about their new audio engine. Like so, there's there's so many things that they're doing with the systems that like you can't really see. Like you mm-hmm. can't show. You can't. This this was HD the Rumble, baby. engine is supposed to. <laughs> Rev- yeah, that's all the stuff. That's that. all of it. All of it on on all sides. Every time we go into a new console generation, we. Boy, do we pour over every minute detail and bullet mm-hmm. point, and then we get the boxes, and then we buy Assassin's Creed, and like it all starts to fade away, and it's just, you know, what resolution? What's it's, the frames? You're not gonna. It's gonna be really about the 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 exclusives, like the it actual is. stuff that's only running on it, because yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is running at 4K 30, yep. and that is not what we were expecting nope. from this gen. So you you just have to wonder, like, okay, so why and it's gonna well like, i'll tell you why it's because this gin's gonna take a while to get started like both companies sony when they had their first investor thing where they first acknowledged the playstation 5 their first slide was we're not expecting the pay- playstation 5 generation to kick off as fast because of the playstation 4 and the 4 pro and because of what we're already doing on the gaming front we don't know that like basically they're saying we don't think there's as much demand for mm-hmm. this generation yeah. as there was last gen. So they're expecting to start off slow. And I think every game developer and all their moves, when you talk about them delaying games and the games that they're bringing and all of that, they're all saying this basically the same thing with their actions. So I think the first year of next gen is basically going to be just like this gen. Like any other. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's going to be this gen with a quicker load time and maybe a, a better frame rate, but it's going to be a lot of the same for at least a year or two, I think. At least a year Which or two. Which is so befuddling to me because I look at, like, I'm going to be able to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my PC in 4K 60. Like, you would think that with everything that's come into these consoles, that it should not be a problem to run it. So my question, not my 60. question, but my, my large takeaway is that 
and not that this is revolutionary or profound, which I just want to say it because I think it makes sense. It's, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the PCification of consoles. And we've known this. And it's just mm-hmm. like PCs. Like the PCs that came out this year are awesome, but they're just a little bit better than the PCs that came out last year. And the PCs that come out next year will just be just a little bit better than the ones that came out this year. That's kind of where we're starting to get to with, with consoles. I mean, these new ones are definitely going to be stronger, better ones. But at the end of the day, the output is going to be a little bit better than the best that we currently have now. And the, the hope is that you're future-proofing it enough that you can take advantage of it for at least, what, three years? Five years? Like, I'm sure the Xbox Series X will be fine five, six years from now, but there'll be an upgraded model that's better by then, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you need to look at, like, how does Assassin's Creed Valhalla look compared to uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origin? Like, we're going to see that generational leap. And I think that's part of the... I get frustrated when we go like, well, 4K60 or 4K30. It's like, it's... And Dev, you know this too. Like, there's way more to a visual yep. than that The spec. frame rate and the resolution. Like, there's it can be the way texture detail, the lighting, the power, everything that's going in to bring you the picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, the side-by-side comparison is a little bit more evolved than that and that's why i like this show is because we can dive into those types of things that it's not just this thing gets 30 frames per second well it's like that that facial animation is way better like if they can fix facial animations in new games i don't care if it's still 30 frames per second yep stop (laughs) making my characters look like mannequins that can move on their own that's if we can get past that i'm i'm super fine with that and it's it's pushing games beyond all in all ways that will me that already exists. Like that type of the stuff you talk about that already exists. No, they still characters still look like mannequins that on run P- around even on PC. On P- sure they do. No, no, they do not. <laughs> that's just it. Like in the PC space, that stuff already exists. If there was an like, exclusive it- game on PC that that you could point to that like maybe shows me like exactly where what you're talking about but it's the same games kind of monitor you have kind of monitor do you have i have a 1080p monitor there you go but i'm not talking that's what i'm talking about it's not about the frames it's not about the k's or the p's the frames it is that's just the the design of the models they look dead to me they look like they've got dead eyes they don't look in the right direction their teeth you're not going to be able to see that kind of fidelity on that monitor that's the other thing that people I mean, don't feel like. like there's I, get a huge... I get what Sean's saying. Yeah, I think Sean's... we're not even talking get, about the same thing. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's about the texture detail. And that, again, those I'm not sliders talking about and those that. things. I'm not talking about that. I'm, not ta- textures, I'm talking about does their way... skin look like skin? Does it, does it actually yes. have? There are games on PC where it does. That's just it. And that's where I get frustrated with the fact that we're that, that, that these games aren't going to run in a better frame rate with all the texture stuff that they're throwing in. Like I, I have no doubt that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to look much better. You're going to have much better facial animations. You're going to have better looking skin. You're going to have all of that. Higher resolution but the fact in the actual yeah, you're gonna, models of yeah. the game. Yeah. And I think for me, that stuff, it it literally already exists. Yeah, but there that's, are so that's many always mo- been the case in the PC front, right? Where consoles are always playing catch up. And where we're going with the consoles for it not to be able to do that and also run at a better solid frame rate mm-hmm. to me is it, it's just I, it does not compute gotcha. at all for me. I'm so like, so uh, why is there anybody that just because I, I said this in our discord when the Valhalla stuff started, is there anybody that just thinks that Valhalla is 4K 30 because that's just what Ubisoft does with Assassin's Creed? 
there's a there's a strong possibility of that, and that that also brings back to the Unreal Engine Five. It only ran at fourteen forty thirty. Yeah, I know. I love that about that. Everybody's like, "Oh my <laughs> god, this is next level. It's amazing." It's like it's not. It's not next level. It's half. That's my next point. Level. That's my entire point right there. <laughs> Nobody even knew. But the tech is really great. Like I was most excited about like the Lumen technology, like the ability to do lighting, mm-hmm. um, not because um, the game makers spend so much time manufacturing it. To just be able mm-hmm. to, to go into the engine and go, nope, now you're on now. It's like, how much mm-hmm. time and money is that going to save everybody to just to have that lighting tech just built in? You just click it on and now all the light, you know, reverberates off the materials you put into the game. Like if you were a game, you know, maker, programmer, you've got to sit there and think like they're probably just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like They've got to be so excited. And that's mm-hmm. that stuff is exciting because I'm sure that that tech is intensive. Right. And I'm sure tech like that will run better. Because um, one, Unreal Engine is going to be 100% like focused for consoles. They're going to have a console build of it to make sure it's easy for developers to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, but for two, like it's it, it's intensive. Like you can't just pull that stuff off. Like there's a lot of AI and stuff that goes into that. So I was excited for that from the Unreal Engine demo. Not necessarily what I saw. You know, it was a pretty game, but I've seen prettier. Yeah, I I, I want to see all the bells and whistles. I want to see what it does to audio. I want to I want to be able to hear, hear what it does to audio and how that also reflects in the game. Like, uh, there's there's just so much stuff that you cannot show in a video. Like, you have to literally sit down and play with. And I just can't wait for that. That's what I really really. I just want, want my to controller with the screenshot gritty. button. That's. That's really all I'm. That's really all I'm after right now. Dev's just like, no man. I mean, that's existed on. I hit, I hit print screen, and that. that oh god, don't uh, give me the print screen button. Takes a picture of my whole damn thing. No, it's just, mm-hmm. no. But yes, control shift. I don't, really, I don't share screens. I, I do I love really that we're like chats. for different purposes, but we're all like really, really excited to buy these next consoles. And the, launching a new gen is just incredible. Super fun stuff. What a great segue. Backwards compatibility, forwards compatibility, all of that stuff. So we're getting these new these new consoles. How important is that? Uh oh, <laughs> Dev, you're going to be ganged up on here. I think it's extremely. Important. I don't care. I think it's extremely important. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. We've talked about it on Discord. I've heard a lot of uh, the podcasts talk about it this week on the PSVG Podcast Network. And uh, I would like to. I would love to say my piece, if I may. I think oh, it's extremely important because, and I think this is the, the PCification of consoles, if I can continue mm-hmm. to use a term, we are pushing more and more and more into a digital space. So I'm happy. And and one of the reasons why I, I do think it is a reason why I'm going Xbox in addition to Game Pass is an added value and benefit to going with the Xbox first is knowing that my library comes with me and it still plays. One of the things I heard on board of video games was, you know, this new SSD on PlayStation means that you can't play these old games. Like they won't work. That's not true. Like I, what? like I heard that. Like, well, it wasn't. It wasn't that they said that. I want to be clear because I don't. I don't want to get the, you know, the wrath. <laughs> I don't want the Kyle burn to come burn me later. But you know, but he was like, what if it was more of like that? What if the PlayStation Five's architecture is so fast that these games that were designed that were designed on on older stuff can't run that's more of like a bit and i guess that's a logical theory but as i've often said my understanding of technology is when in the software space anything can be done it's a matter of how much do you want to do it 
That's really mm-hmm. all it comes down to. Can you emulate PS3 games? Absolutely. There's no reason why they shouldn't have done it. They definitely can. They 100% can. The question is, is there enough money to make it worth it? And that's where PlayStation yeah. has said, no, there's not. That's the only reason you don't have it, because they don't need it. Yeah. Exactly. But could they do it? Certainly they could do it. Absolutely Stupid they could cell do processor. It. Yeah, they, they absolutely could do it. Um, and could it run on the other console? Yeah, you could, you know, boot up an emulation and down clock a system. There are tons of things you can do to make games run. So that was that was the all issue. in the the, the the Mark Cerny doc about being able to down clock the stuff to run. <laughs> so exactly, there's so, no reason why it won't. So yeah, from a tech standpoint, um, but it's more from an app application. I understand that a lot of gamers say, "I only want the new thing." I don't care about the old thing. I don't replay games. And I mean, that's just a personal decision. Everybody's different. You guys have heard me talk for years. So you guys do know that I do replay games. I am that person that replays games. I do it often, I think. I think maybe between every new game that I play, I probably replay something I've already beaten before. Um, so you got too much time on your hands. <laughs> maybe. It's just, I, I've often said that I find a lot of joy playing something that I know. Um, sometimes when you take on something that's brand new, not that it's like, I don't want to use stress or anxiety or like, those aren't the right terms, but there's like a learning experience that you have to go through, right? You have to learn the game and the mechanics and the world and, you know, the people and the characters. Sometimes I'm not in the mood for that. Sometimes I just like, you know, boot up Far Cry 5 cause I know where everything is and I know where everybody is and I can just play, yeah. you know, like veg out time. I love that Xbox did backwards compatibility. I have actively used it. I continue to do so. I was playing Alan Wake last week of all things. So, uh, yeah, backwards compatibility matters to me. And I think it's short-sighted from the people that say it doesn't matter to them. I'm not telling you that they're wrong or lying. That's not the point. I think maybe they should consider that most of their purchases are digital. And if they continue with that logic, then what about the next one or the next one or whatever it is? Like, I don't think anybody should feel bad or feel bad. Not the right. I'm, I think everybody should have the expectation that you bought something and you should have access to it. Mm-hmm. And PC has had this forever. Right. And that's one of the benefits of PC is that you have this growing library. You don't have to give up on it over and over and over again. And I remember I said it last gen, like when this gen started that the, the whole, the whole point of getting everybody on the Jaguar and adopting a PC architecture was to make sure this doesn't happen again. And uh, I'm glad that I think this gen will be backwards compatible with this last gen, but I, I, I definitely, I don't want to shortcut. I want to give Xbox all the credit in the world to go back further than that. They didn't have to, they wanted to. And at their time, I think it, it, it you know, it gave them some benefit because they needed a win. So, I mean, I'm not saying that they did it just for, for, you know, self-indulgent like wins, but, but they've done an incredible job. And this whole, Xbox Series X is going to make backwards compatible even better without having to do anything. Mm-hmm. No developers to touch the games. They're going to add HDR. They're going to up the frame rate. Like, that's amazing. That's awesome mm-hmm. stuff. They're just going to add sliders to these games that have existed for 10 years. From a, from a game preservation standpoint, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on those. Again, in a digital space, I wish more people held all platform providers to that same expectation. I agree. It's not just a Sony Xbox thing. Nintendo too. Mm-hmm. They turned off the virtual console and stuff and they're about to turn off 3DS. There are tons of games that are going to be lost if you don't have them. They're going to be lost to your memory as long as that battery stays 
you know, good. You know, it's like, that's crap. You shouldn't have to do that. It'd be great if everybody was just like, it would be great if I could play Lollipop Chainsaw right now or No More Heroes. I own those games and I can't play them, right? Like I still have Scott Pilgrim and PT. Like I have these games on hardware and I can't play them on my new hardware and there's no reason. Well, you don't even have to go that far back. And I just keep thinking about like the day of like that. Keep thinking about the day you bring home your new shiny thing, whether Zach Bradshaw just built his new PC. Imagine he's got zero games for it and he's got to buy all those new games for it. Like that, that thought makes no sense. You're just like, why are you talking such nonsense, Sean? I'm like, you're right. I'm in the exact opposite feeling. The exact opposite. So, okay. So you upgrade your computer and you're like, I got to buy destiny again. It makes zero sense to me. That's what you have to do when when cons when generations it'd matter like, that, that like game you were playing yesterday TV, you, you don't have to buy new movies yeah yeah you already for have, me you know i when don't even think you need to, to go that far away when from it the- comes to games and consoles specifically when i buy the new console i'm not looking to play anything old at all but i'm not like, saying that's old. just not, I'm not saying my old. i'm saying yesterday i'm not saying old. Yeah, i'm saying the game you're playing thing. yesterday when i bought my ps4 my ps3 basically went and i was playing that yesterday like that's just how I look at the games. So when it comes to like the back, I don't play anything old. Like this is just me speaking from just and that's what I'm, my I'm, personality. I don't like I don't, I don't like play the, old the, stuff. The the board old. You're you are playing old stuff. You're playing Destiny Two. It's been out for years. Yeah, that that on my like that's like a and World that's of the difference. The games are like that for now. me games- on console. On console, that's not my mindset at all. Like I don't like for example, like I wasn't gonna play destiny on ps3 there's just no way i was gonna play that on ps4 and i'll play it on ps5 as the continuation of that particular thing but i'll be buying it on ps5 that's let me just, let me that's what's gonna happen let me reframe i 100 understand that you're always on to the next thing and i think we all are most of us are so i get it dev you're not you're not gonna go back and play the old games that aside right that aside don't you think it maybe is beholden on the platform provider to be held to that responsibility that they should at least support this for the folks that do, even if you're not in that case, like they're making, they're making billions of dollars. Like why not? Don't you want them to reinvest into your, into your ecosystem? I, for me, honestly, I don't, I don't don't care. care. For me, it's always the (laughs) NES to the, to the, to the SNES thing for me. Like it's always been, Oh, I'm getting the new thing to play the new stuff, but it doesn't always have to be. It doesn't have to be, but I honestly don't care and I don't expect I it and I don't hold them to that. You I don't, don't think it's like a responsible them. thing. Like a, it's a good thing I honestly can do don't. for customers. You I honestly don't. I don't think it's, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think it is. I don't, it just, for me, it just, I, no. I also, and I get that. where you guys are coming from and I understand it, but for me personally, I don't have that expectation whatsoever. Well, you did when the graphics showed up and it's like, look at that space for PS3 and PS2 games. Like got everybody excited. No. I did not. I said that they have the down clocking ability. I didn't say that they had that space for the other stuff. And personally, I don't think it will. A lot of people did, but why? I'm saying, why would you assume that? Who were excited for that? Like, oh, they're totally going to drop PS3, PS2 backwards compatibility. They're going to do it. They got all excited. And now Jim Ryan's changing his tune. Well, not changing, but he's being clear that generations are generations. And people are like, yeah, backwards compatibility is stupid anyway. It's like, which is it? Right, like well, with I've, I've said the backwards compatibility is. No, and I for can me, I can vouch no. for Dev. He he absolutely I've has. Never, but I've, I've, I'm I've, with you, Sean. It is uh, there's a moving target here, um, and I it, think it, you're it right to call it out. Um, my <laughs> I think if if PlayStation dropped PlayStation Three backwards compatibility, PlayStation fans would go nuts. They would be very excited. Dev wouldn't, but a lot of people would. 
I would. It's funny. Like everybody got excited about backwards compatibility, and they showed that nobody really plays it or uses it. About today's games, people who play Overwatch every day, you're gonna watch. You get to buy it again. That sounds terrible to me. Division two, you get to buy it again. Awful. All these games that people are playing for years. You you don't have to buy it again. You just keep your old console. It's still accessible to you. That's the other thing. thing. You want a game console that connects to that doesn't require to connect to the internet? That we have a 360 for you. That is trash to me it is to me i loved that for me and that's the kind of logic that made me text, jump from, from xbox text, from yes, text when don matrix said that i was I like this guy's an idiot <laughs> we have a ps4 for you if you want to play that old game play the ps4 that is absolute <laughs> garbage for me from a tech standpoint and again this is just tech i don't i'm not a consumerist i don't really care about that part for me from a tech standpoint i love things that push the envelope forward that don't that don't hinder themselves to anything in the past, like moving the needle forward. For me, that's where my mindset comes from. It's like, yes, let's push forward. Let's cut the fat and let's only focus on being forward instead of holding on to the to the stuff that, you know, in the back that may that's hinder us. Play PC games then. Because that's like- Why I play PC games? Back. Well, like that this is the point forward. I was making with Devin in, in the Discord because he seems to have, he he detaches from his, like his normal logic and his normal love of PC gaming detaches from console. He has a different mm-hmm. expectation for both. And that mm-hmm. was the part that I had a hard time dealing with when we were talking about this in the Discord. So I was like, Dev, you are the PC person. This is the PC way. You should support this way. But I guess when it comes to boxes, we plug for into the console, TV, he doesn't no. Even on the PC, I don't. I don't really care about, you know, running old stuff on my PC. That's another thing. Like it, Again, I get that doesn't. you don't care and you don't want to play it. But at the same time, the question is, the question isn't necessarily because you don't care, you don't want it. The question is, should the console providers support it because it's a good thing to do? Because mm-hmm. of game yeah. preservation, because of digital libraries and endearing, you know, like building brand loyalty, like, you know, like you're in this ecosystem, you want to invest into it. Like I buy most of my games on Xbox because I f- have a, a confidence that I'm not going to lose that library that they put all this work into it and they're going to keep it forward. Like it's not going to go away. That makes me want to buy my stuff there. Right. Whereas yeah, I don't have, I just, that I don't have that at all. Okay. I don't have a loyalty to PlayStation. That's the other thing. I'm going to put that out there now. Like, the only reason I even do PlayStation is because Microsoft doesn't have exclusives that I want to play. It's not even a loyalty thing. Mm-hmm. It's just they make games I want to play. Yep. So the that. brand loyalty stuff. The exclusives on PS on PlayStation are so good that I have justified having a PlayStation 4 Pro, and I only play exclusives yep. on it. I don't play anything but the exclusives. And it's... Mm. That's how good it is. They're like, in the Nintendo cool. space where you literally buy for their first party because it's that damn good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, we all agree there. Like they make some of the. I mean, I, they make the best games. You can even call them the best games in the world. PlayStation makes them big time. So, yeah, I got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. This isn't really a like again. This isn't a PlayStation argument or an Xbox argument. I know that they have differing opinions here. I'm thinking of it more from like a philosophical argument. Same. You know, from yeah, a digital from a digital library path. standpoint, I mean, there's no reason not to. I guess, in my opinion, like it might cost you a little money, but like it's not compared to the amount of money they make, it's not crazy. And I, I, I would like to see them do it personally. I would be more excited if they did. Like I said, if they had PlayStation Three backwards compatibility, and they restored all of my purchases and everything, oh, I would absolutely get a PlayStation. And now you're talking about where I'm buying them both. <laughs> like if, if that announcement comes out and they're like, yeah, uh, we screwed up 
all of your PlayStation 3 stuff and your Vita, like anything you own in store plays on PlayStation 5. I'm totally buying that box. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely, I'm buying that box. Like now I'm buying them both and I'm just going into credit debt hell (laughs) because I need both of those boxes. I'm totally. I still have my PS3. It still has my entire digital library. Like it's upstairs in my bedroom, and that's where I can still play Scott Pilgrim and all of that stuff. And that's just the difference. Yeah, but I don't think you like should. just the paths. But wouldn't it be cool if you didn't I have to? And the PS3 runs like. By the way, like have you oh, started? Dude, it, it is like, a mess. <laughs> It's, slow. it's terrible. I have a PS3 and I'm never going to play those games again. It's rough. Like it's just like you load the store and it's just like the network. out of his chair. It is not like, good. Instead of having that like whatever it is, it's like a it's like a groan. It's like thing. Like with this whole like when you play 360 games on an ID on it on an Xbox, like you get all the trims, all the all the all the features. Of next gen, you get the screen cap, you get the game sharing, you get the cloud saving, you get all these things. Well, you can stream you, it. You can stream it. You get all all these things come along with it. You can't even they stream a PlayStation Three. They blocked it, right? You got to get a converter and everything. Like, how cool would it be if you could watch people play PlayStation Three uh, yeah. versions and just stream them? It's because of the Blu-ray tech in there. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but if if they yeah. had backwards compatibility through emulator, you could stream from your PlayStation Five console. Things about the Blu-ray tech. Everything has Blu-rays in it. Xbox has Blu-ray in it. No, the, the original PS3. You had to turn. Yeah, the original PS3. You can't stream because of the heck is it? It's, it's a feature that you have to actually. Cards. You have to go through a yeah. converter to get to the yeah, it, card. DCP or whatever, it's which still, is also in the PS4, which I never understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to. Yeah. Because you can't share that stuff, so that's why it's blocked. So it would have been, cool. It been cool this gen if PlayStation 3 had it. I would have definitely played some PlayStation 3 games and probably streamed them from my PlayStation 4. Boobo just, says in the chat, you still working great. Wii U didn't start, it didn't work great when it started, like when uh, it launched. Ultimately, my point ultimately <laughs> is these companies are making billions off of us. Billions. Yeah. And just like like I, I, th- I think I take the exact same stance like with my government. They make so much money off of us that I want them to spend all the money to make my customer experience better as possible. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, you know, like, just do it because it's cool. And I don't care if only 10% of people do it. Do it for the 10%. There's 10% of us out there that spend a lot of money on you. Like, do it for us. Um, and I get it that there are folks like Dev and Kyle that just don't care about those. But I, I, I don't feel like I just because the they outweigh them that the other group. People say old be. games. People, I, I want to almost like, man, I want to write a dissertation about this for God's sakes. Like, stop saying the word old. Talk about today's games versus literally tomorrow, not like the the futuristic tomorrow. Yesterday versus today, what are you playing? They're the same game, yep. and you have to buy them over again. That's, I, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm being pretty clear on this part, but when people talk about old games, then yes, I, I don't necessarily spend a lot of my time playing games from five years ago, six years ago, but I'm definitely playing games from this year. Yeah. And from last month and from two months ago, and Overwatch will continue on. And those the, games will come over to PS5, right? Like PS4 library will come over. You'll still be able to download and play yeah. those, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. just about everything will be on there. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? The PlayStation 4 much, library that you have yeah. will play on your PlayStation 5. Yeah. You know, like mm. if, you just, if you just bought like The Last of Us 2, you're not going to have to buy it again on PlayStation 5. They may release mm. a better version. Yeah, they also yeah. said that everything that is certified from, I believe it's like July on yeah. to play on PS4 has to play on PS5 as well. Yeah. And there was so much talk about, we've made sure the top 100 games will be playing on, that on PS4 play on PS5. I think that's just their test case, but I'm pretty see, sure that everything on PS4 
will play on PS5. Also unrelated to this, but I think is important as we lead into this news that's about to start breaking because we'll have the PlayStation event and the next Xbox event and all this stuff that's about to happen. That's why I was a little upset when there started to be some rumoring, you know, murmuring that they were going to charge for patches. Like, that's garbage. Yeah. I didn't hear that at all. Yeah, like, there were people like, you know, like, um, if you've got it on PlayStation 4, you can play the PlayStation 5 version, but you have to pay to upgrade. It's like, this is bullshit. This is they did from PS3 to PS4. That's the whole point. Well, see, here's the difference, though. With PS4, I got it. Because PS3 was a completely different architecture. The whole point of adopting the PlayStation 4 Jaguar architecture as stated by Mark Cerny. This isn't me. This isn't my opinion. When they launched the PS4, he said, we've got to get back to an architecture that's developer friendly, that's in their wheelhouse to make making games easier. The whole point of jumping there and becoming more PC-like was so stuff like this could happen. So mm. for the upgrade from PS3 to PS4, I understood. Because in my head, I was thinking at the time, somebody probably had to sit down and do some minor work to get this working on the second, you know, it's probably a PC version of the game, but you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like it's a different thing. But now from PS4 to PS5, that's bull crap. It should be better and I should be able to run the better version of the game. That's the whole point of buying better hardware. (laughs) The hardware is capable of doing that. That argument is for the developer. The person who's making the game, if they're making the I PS5 know. game, but you bought the PS4 game, then they're cannibalizing their sales I know. if we're giving you the PS5 Again, version for free. The pc So I get it. Of I consoles. think it sucks. The PC-ification of consoles. And you know what? You know what? Dev, in your, in your argument, maybe the developer can just tell people like me, then play it on PC. I just don't or like Xbox. it. I just don't like that idea. Exactly. I want to hear the other idea. It's like, look, I just spent $500 and you have a version of this game that it's the same game and it runs better. I do feel a sense of entitlement. It's like I've already bought the game and now I have hardware that can run it better. And my expectation is I should be able to do so without being nickel and dimed. So maybe I'm just making a case that I should probably play my PC more. That's okay. But because, (laughs) yeah, because Xbox Mm -hmm. is doing it, then, I mean, that's a big part of it for me. I feel like everybody should doing it, just like I feel like everybody should doing Xbox. I mean, it should be doing backwards compatibility mm-hmm. you know, because it's just good. It's just consumer-friendly stuff to do. Just do it because it's good. Put some goodwill out in the world. Like, just do it because you should, because you make tons of money off of us already. You know? So I don't sure. think it's too much to ask. Just do it. Like, really, how much money are they going to get out of the $10, you know, $10 upgrade fees? You know, I'm sure Enough. it's... Like I online passes used to do. Remember, we used to yeah, pay like, like ten passes. Oh online. my god! Yes, they did I one with the <laughs> recycled game stuff. Ridiculous! Yeah. Ridiculous! You know, I'd I'd rather we, pay for cross yeah. play or cross progression. I'll give you ten dollars for that. Actually, yeah. I probably wouldn't. Right? Yeah, I'm not paying for, for that certain either. games. For certain <laughs> games, I would <laughs> give me that. that. I, mean, I, would, I don't. I hope that doesn't come to that. Like, don't get me wrong. Not like, but you would. For opportunities to, to, but if that's what it took, like, if there was a game that you loved. Like if uh, like uh, I'm going to say the PGA 2K game, I'm going to buy that game. I'm going to play mm-hmm. it on Xbox. Probably going to get a Switch version because I want to play it on the go because I like a good golf game. If they were like for $10, you can have pro- save progression. I'd buy it. Yeah, I probably would too. I totally would. I'd be uh, like, absolutely. Because you, you pay for Pokebanks. Right? I do. Like it's a- <laughs> 100% I pay for Pokebank. I have for years. You're exactly. Oh. Oh, Pokebank. It's a Oof. mobile app you can store all your Pokemon in from all the games. 
you pay extra you don't have to like it's, it's for not all part the games the game. though every game dev no. all the way back to like no. pokemon red on like game boy you can bring all the pokemon into into the pokebank all of do we them. want to bring up my hate and dislike for all things pokemon is no that, i don't but even you <laughs> from a tech standpoint have to at least consider like that's pretty cool that's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's Pokemon, so but it's it, still it just cool. lost all its cool factor. But it yes, lost it all. If, if they had things like that, if I could pay for cross-save and cross-play and cross-progression, I, I probably would. Maybe this time next know. month we'll know how much all this stuff is going to cost, and that will really equalize everything. Well, I, I, Prayerfully. <laughs> you know, I said it I said it right before we like relaunched the Xbox Drive, and I was talking... Um, Empire. Yeah, That's Xbox my, I, I'm sorry. You stole Sean's sorry. show, huh? I'm yeah, looking at I'm looking at Sean. New host. <laughs> I'm looking at Sean. Uh, you know, it is funny because a lot of this is like we want to be informed consumers. Like we want everybody yeah. to know all the details and everything. And and it's good podcasting time. What a great time to be doing what we're doing as a launch. But at the end of the day, like we're all we all know what we're buying. It doesn't matter the price and everything. We all know what we're buying. Yeah. Dev's getting yeah. the PS5. I'm getting the Series X. Sean's getting the Series X. He might we're jump for a PS5. We'll get, yeah, as we'll I was say, both. you're probably getting both day one. Like, we mm-hmm. already already know. Yeah. I so already like, have a Series X. It's we want all PC. the details that we can put all the bean counters and tell people what we think they should get. But at the end of the day, I think most people probably know what they're going to get. The question is, is anybody going out of their way to maybe make somebody reconsider? There's the question that needs to be answered. And I, I don't like getting, like, I think that's a futile effort. My my yeah. thing that I always kind of get hung up on is like, what is the narrative and is, are people staying um, consistent with it? And the whole not. like moving post, I hate, it drives me <laughs> bonkers that it's like, well, this is okay for this, but not okay for here. For every good thing like, the Xbox does, <laughs> everybody changes their mind. Of course ridiculous. not. Yeah. Or even, even when PlayStation changes their mind or when things kind of go, I mean, I'm, I'm repeating myself six times over now, but it's just, for it's me, just a, it's super clear to me that like no matter what they do and that's totally fine if you just if you just be clear about it just go like i don't care what sony does i'm with them if they're backwards compatible awesome if they're not awesome but don't like stick your 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 flag in the sand to go like backwards compatibility is is such a great idea because sony's gonna do it and then when they're not go well, backwards compatibility is stupid like xbox i wouldn't use it anyway that's exactly like that's the stuff that i get really like are you listening to yourself right now I love That's that right. you, I love that you call it out. I really do. It's one of my favorite things to listen to you do it. But at the end of the day, uh, you are spot on. People just support Sony because it's where they love and play their games, and that's that. all just they want to do. It's mm. all they want to yeah. do. I hate that stance. I hate it so much. Like it, for me, it goes back to like Best Buy. What the hell are you using it for? Well, that's what you do. You're, and that's I've exactly what I do. No, Every you single time. I just want consoles to do console things, so I'm supporting the console stance. Like that's. I appreciate, and I feel like if they were to, if consoles were just to flip over, you'd be like cool yeah like my friends i i push more of my friends in the xbox than i ever do playstation because i ask them what the hell are you gonna play what are you doing if what are you what are you going to be using this console to play what do you want to do let's get you the best based on for the job pretty much like that's how i see it like i don't screw all the loyalty stuff what do you want to play where does that play best how much you want you to should spend. go there yeah that's you should go there how much you want to spend? I cannot believe how often the dollar figure uh, doesn't get brought up too. I don't ever bring up the dollar figure because again, that's that's a Best Buy. Thing. I bring it up so all the time. You don't. You all assume the, they're going to buy everything. It has to be part of the conversation. Everything ultimately comes down to dollars and cents and value. Everything, one hundred percent. That's yeah, why Lockhart's going to be so important. That's so funny because yeah, Best Buy tells Ted told me not to ask where how much don't don't spend don't assume so I don't ever do that. That's why the dollar conversation never gets brought up for me. It's just yeah. like hey, 
we're good. What do you want? This is what mm-hmm. you need. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> we got my child is running amok. We got yeah. mouths to feed and uh, literally like right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Dev, if you need to go on mute, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take it here. Uh, Sean, the last bullet point he had on here was he's talking about no Series X first party exclusives at launch, but there will be exclusives, which is something that you and I both know. Like the, the, the console Series X will have exclusives games that only run on Series X. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, especially after, you know, the PS5 exclusives, you know, only won't be available on PS4. A lot of people have taken that and said, like, look at Xbox, you know, that they've committed to supporting both platforms. And uh, it seems to maybe I've I've tweeted you a few times. This seems to maybe be kind of maybe backfiring on Xbox a little bit, at least in the public space, because a lot of people are like, well, if I don't need a place, if I don't need a Series X to play Halo, then I'm not going to buy one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it it, oddly enough, it caters to that hardcore audience in such a weird backwards backwards for me anyways, kind of way where hardcore gamers, they want apparently they just want to drop money on a new console they want things that can only work there that's a hardcore gamer type of thing and it's not a, a general kind of like it's blue a purchase sky. validation right I, I get it like you, when you buy a I new thing too, and you want to be you know validated and how awesome it was and it was worth it's doing the version it. of so so xbox wanted to take over the the um the living room they mm-hmm. wanted to be everything for everybody but they weren't the thing that hardcore gamers needed and it's so strange that this might be the way that playstation wins over the hardcore gamer where xbox is like we'll be everything to everybody we're super consumer friendly to everybody but it's like not it's missing the mark on the, the audience that, that the engenders that- your, your first million consumers the thing that i keep saying is i've never seen a so the thing that i've had a hard time gripping with this is i've never seen such a consumer friendly statement be turned on them so much Mm -hmm. i've never seen so many because when i see people make fun of it and i have there's plenty of people out there making fun of xbox about this now when i see people make fun of them like you're making fun of them being consumer friendly like yeah. that's it. It that's depends all on what you consider fun. consumer friendly. This is a dollar wise consumer friendly thing. To me, consumer friendly is give me stuff to play on this new console that I can only. That's own. what I mean. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. Like that's what. It's just it's just the tale of two cities. That's mm-hmm. basically what it is. Like for me, consumer friendly is not so much like a dollar. It's not a dollar amount. It's not let me play all of my old stuff that I have here. Consumer friendly for me is I've got the new thing. Give me all the new stuff. And they will. The Series X is going to play all these things in new grand ways that the other ones can't. Mm -hmm. But just just because somebody else with a lesser box can also play it, people look at it as less valuable. That makes I just no we have to, sense. We have to I'm talking about just the first party exclusives. The I know. But I think I think when you have Halo being played on people from PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, I think that's going to make all the difference in the world. Versus, and I look at Titanfall as well. If if that was crossplay and release on Xbox One and 360, and everybody's playing the same game together, you might have a different outcome for that whole series. Again, I told you it would have made a different outcome if they would have put a daggone campaign in the first one. That's true too. That's true yeah. too. Everything was remember everything was multiplayer. Yeah, that was the craze. Multiplayer was- for everything. Um, sorry, guys. I I don't know how much more you guys uh, have to go on this, but you I really got to bounce out here. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so I got I got to leave here in about ten minutes too, so we can wrap this up. Real simple. That was it. That was the last thing. You know, the exclusive argument. Some people like it. Some people don't. It's just it's two different. It's just two different d- directions that PlayStation and Xbox are going. You mm-hmm. just got to decide where you fit and go there. Drop the loyalty. 
go where your heart is and play where you want to play. And guess what? It ain't going to break the love between me and Dev. That's for sure. No, not at all. Not right at all. Mm-hmm. This is fun, man. Because if Donnie and I were on, if it was just Donnie and I, would be like, yeah, like this is the side of the crate. And we're like, you're right, Donnie. Like, high five. Like, we're jumping in circles. And we're like, all me and Donnie do is argue. Yeah, so. this is yeah. this is why people like Dev and Donnie. Because this is all mm-hmm. we do. We Every topic that comes in, we basically draw a line in the sand and then just take pros Super and cons fun. and just hit each Super other with fun. it over the head for days. We'll go on for days. And this was the best buy experience that we were talking about before. That's what you would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, and guess what? It's probably not a surprise to anybody. I was a HD DVD fanboy. I wanted that one to win. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stand you. You had to I wasn't connect to the internet that. for Blu-ray? What? You had to download firmware updates all the time? Oh, what garbage. I saw a Blu-ray one time and I was like, we oh, should, why doesn't Xbox have this? We should have a blast from the past uh, episode. Like, let's let's go back uh, in time. Let's, let's have a VHS versus good. Betamax I'm, fanboy I'm war. Gonna, I'm going to put a pin in that one for sure. That's <laughs> old game tech. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Ladies, right, well, let's go ahead. Yeah. And wrap this up here sean capri where can the people find you uh taking a break from social media actually so mm-hmm. um you can listen to my podcast uh, the xbox drive uh, cup of joe and nintendo and we the gamer cast on all your um, podcast services but just taking uh, i'm piecing out from twitter for a bit there it is totally understandable in light of all the things that are going on i totally get the break for your mental health people disconnect there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on in the world it's very disheartening to watch a lot of this stuff. So take some time away, spend some time with your families, just disconnect a bit. And Donnie, where can the people find you? Find me on all the social media platforms at Play Nintendo. Catch me live Wednesday nights where we are recording the resurrected Xbox Empire show and Thursday nights, uh, twitch.tv slash PSVG with the Nintendo Shack. There it is. You can find me on the Twitters at Dat Ninja Dev. Follow us at Game Tech Pod and tune into all the things PSVG at the PSVG.blog and at PSVG on Twitter. And that's going to do it for this episode of Game Tech. Talk to you soon.